Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck, too. Fellas, what's going on? I have a killer headache, but I would never miss this for the world. Tim? I have a killer headache as well, and these hand claps won't stop. Well, hopefully these claps help your guys' headache. I'm sure that'll go well. I, I thought maybe we just kept on hitting the button. I just, I honestly, I was. <laughs> All I heard was this. <laughs> Usually it shuts off when I hit the button. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that, that was just going to play behind us all day. We like, just get a round of applause the entire show. We have a new back back noise. It's just oh, there clapping goes. and laughing. Now, now you're going to get it stuck, Tim. Now we, it's just going to stay there. We have the happiest fans in the world. <laughs> Everything we say, we get cheered. My ego will be so big by the time I leave today. I, I just become, I become numb to clapping and laughter. Speaking of clapping and laughter, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join Talking About Balls next Wednesday night, here it is. Lucy's Seafood and Steakhouse Shenanigans Pub in, uh, what's the address? I don't remember the address. Is it oh, on here? It's right on here. Geez. 2218 Broadview Road. I, I thought I had it memorized, but I was thinking of a different address. Everybody's got a headache. Are they contagious all of a sudden? Yes, oh, actually. No. no. It- Kyle and Tim actually have headaches. Dave is just referring to Lee, I think. Boom. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We had the under 30 seconds till we picked on Lee with the show start. So I can't we're, help we're it. They write themselves. But honestly, next Wednesday, we are going to be live at Lucy's Seafood and Shenanigans Pub. Uh, we checked it out last night. It's going to be awesome. They have a stage. Uh, they have a sound system. They've got a ton of tables. They have pool tables. They've got a great bar. Uh, I can't wait. Honestly. The menu looks amazing, too. <laughs> I think Dave liked it. Um but yeah, the menu looks really good. I have it right here. I mean, they have appetizers. They've got seafood. They've got burgers. They've got pizza. They've got everything you can think of and more. Lobster mac and cheese is kind of eye and me, but I also, it's kind of risky. I might get diarrhea before we go live, so I'll have to wait and eat well, that afterwards. if your afterwards. food starts eyeing you, you might not want to eat it. That's just my... Uh... I mean, it's seafood. If it's looking back at me, I don't care. I'll eat it. <laughs> it's not the first thing. I mean, I eat, I eat oysters and shit like that, so that's nothing new. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Next Wednesday, cannot wait. Uh, Dave was up there with us yesterday. We looked, t- took a look at it with uh, Alexa, I believe her name was. Um, one of the bartenders, she came up on her off day, showed us around. Place is awesome. I can't wait to do it. Uh, we'll be there live 7 to 9 next week. If you're a fan of the show, uh, if you're not, if you want to come and heckle us, that's fine too. You can give it a shot because I'll roast you fuckers right out in the crowd. Test me. It's going to be like five old men out there like watching us. Maybe we're roasting these old dudes. Hey, I got to do it before their time's <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, back but in yes. my day, we didn't talk about balls. We just showed them. It was all legal back then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check us out at Lucy's next Wednesday night. We cannot wait. I've been so excited to do a remote, and Dave hooked it up. So he will be there. He's going to he's gonna be hosting the, the night, if you will, if you want to call it that. It's, like, it's an event. I'm not considering it just a regular podcast episode for us. I'm considering it an actual like event. I think I'm, it's going to be like really a, what, excited. a once a month thing now we're doing. So it's our show, and then... Next month be the other show that goes on Wednesdays and then back and forth type scenario. Yeah, we're going to see how it goes. Yep. And, you know, that's why we need to fill the place. So if you're watching this, if you're a fan of Redline at all, uh, come support all the shows at Redline because we're not the only show that will be represented, representing Redline at Lucy's. So come see us. The better reception that everybody gets for us, the, the more shows get an opportunity to do these. So She Vibes will be there. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Uh, she Vibes will be there. Uh, in October, uh, November, I think it's just going to be once a month. So they'll get November. We'll go back in December, assuming everything goes okay. If we get December. I'm coming as Santa Claus. So 
assuming we don't get banned you never know that is also true but i think we'll be okay uh i can't wait though i'm really excited but uh speaking of she vibes they're going on tonight i think they have their new time nope, I have they're live right now are they live right now okay i don't know they're supposed to be changing times dave keeps saying they're changing times i don't know next month next month next month next okay month. now we have it official i don't the updates again not to pick on lee but the the updated list of shows i mean you could see all the pen i have to scribble and rewrite my own shit i'm trying to keep up here even the board's a little off. There's some shows up there that I probably shouldn't be naming anymore because I don't think they're a part of the station, but I don't really know for sure. It's just one. It's just one? Okay. I thought he, I thought he deleted a couple people. No, I think the Steel City running lights is going off on Sundays too. Oh, they're no longer going to be on? No, they're just, they're done. I, I don't blame them. They should have hung it up a couple years ago. So that makes sense. Steel City running lights are featured on Sunday nights uh, with less competition, I suppose. Uh, Medium Ratchet, I think, is still a thing, right? That one's still on. Okay. Just therapy Monday nights. Can't miss that. I watched this week's episode. Tim Buck Tuesday is always a treat. I was listening a little bit while I was driving yesterday to to Lucy's. That's not safe. I was listening and I didn't say I was watching and driving. I said listening. I know how to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Gary Wenner on on, on Tuesdays also always playing the hits. Broad Street South crossing the mic. Broad Street South right now. Let's give them thoughts and prayers if you're one of those people. Um, They have that uh, hurricane hitting down there in Tampa. That's where they're located. So uh, hopefully everything goes well with that. Uh, what do we got? We should go off if we lose to the Jets. No, I mean, the Steelers are really bad. You just lost to the Browns. I mean, kind of embarrassingly. I mean, we shut Mitch Trubisky down, not that that was saying much. Your claim to fame was a really nice catch by George Pickens. That meant nothing. Um, I mean, congrats. I don't know. Well, Steelers. I mean, Mitch threw for 200 first time this year. He's done that. So we that's didn't really true. shut we, him down. That's an offensive explosion for them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, keep go, continuing out with the show. She Vibes will be on their new time next month. And then on Thursdays, we have, of course, Lex Vegas show. He is leading in for Club Pizzle. Club Pizzle was last month's show of the month at Redline Radio. So we're pretty excited to see what happens. Uh, and then Money's Crazy Soundtrack is on Thursdays. Money Crazy's, Money's Crazy Mind is on Friday nights, along with the Grapevine, of course, our friend of show, Grape. Hope he's doing well. Haven't I haven't I was just talking to him a little bit about uh Call of Duty. And then uh Saturdays we have uh comedy and cocktails with Jen Jen. We've got fourth and fifteen coming back. I think Ramel confirmed. Am I right? Am I, I'm not crazy? Yeah, Ramel confirmed that they're back this Saturday, so I'm excited to see them again. And then you have TMI rounding out the shows. Um check them all out, honestly. Again, support Redline, come to any any event you can. Tim does comedy shows with Lex all the time and other guys from Redline. There's can constant family aspect to redline radio everybody's pretty tight-knit so support it's all you can do it's free cost nothing come to lucy's watch a show for free maybe grab a bite to eat a couple drinks you know whatever but uh do it oh they're switching days entirely she vibes they're going to october 6th that's still that's still it should be the fifth right dave unless maybe they're off that night because we're doing the remote days yeah yeah i don't know either way we'll figure out but she vibes is moving to a new time we'll keep you updated with that once uh lee does his job that's all I can go off of. So <laughs> <laughs> I love fucking with Lee. I know how mad he gets. I love it. Um, I don't think Lee watches our show, so he never gets these jokes. Yeah, they'd probably go over his head anyway, but maybe Dave will tell him that we were talking shit and it'll get him excited. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, check out She Vibes. They will be okay. So it is the fifth, Wednesday the fifth. When we're at Lucy's, they start their new time at 8 30. Uh, so check them out. And with that, let's get into the show. Cleveland Guardians, division champions. We did not see it coming. This this should have been a bold prediction in the beginning of the season. They were basically counted out by almost every national media reporter, anybody working in baseball, uh, counted them out. What, like 7.5%? 7.5% 
chance of winning their division. I think they something had like that. It was That's low. Crazy. I mean, they had next to no chance. As you can see here, though, sorry to take a sip. Um, the camaraderie with this team—they're fun. They get along. Uh, they keep the, the the locker room light. The dugout looks like they're all just having a good time. Pizza. Honestly, we have what sixteen rookies, I think, on the roster. We're the youngest most team in rookies baseball. and youngest team in baseball. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I saw a thing today that we're the we're the 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 only team in history to win a division with sixteen rookies or something like that. So we have the most rookies on a roster ever to win a division uh, in baseball history. So kudos to Tito Francona. I mean, that's the Terry Francona magic. You have arguably one of the best managers of all time or coaches, as Kyle would say. Um, coach, coaaches the team, coaches the players. Coach one, of the, up. one of the best managers in baseball history, <laughs> truly, in Tito Francona. I mean, obviously, he turned around the Boston Red Sox many moons ago, came to Cleveland, and he's been consistently winning. I saw a stat yesterday that said um, we've only played 19 meaningless games mm -hmm. in his tenure in, in, with the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians, meaning there's only been 19 games played where we've been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So whether or not we make the playoffs is a different story. But being that competitive year in and year out with the lack of funding from the Dolans speaks volumes. Tito Francona, no question about it, should be the AL manager of the year. I would hope so. No questions asked, in my opinion. It's just insane the amount of times they've moved players from AAA up to majors back down to AAA. And every time they move somebody up, that, that player's been productive for whatever games they were up here. Mm -hmm. Like Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones came up here. He was here. He was, he was competitive. He did well. And then what the week after they moved him back down again, you know, they're, they yeah, tried no him one, out at first base. They tried him out, whatever, you know, it's like he'll, he'll probably spend most of the off season learning to be a first base. Right. If I had to guess, cause that's going to be, his but I like the potential with him. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to be he came fun. Up, he played corner outfield. He struggled a little bit. Uh, he started off really hot his first weekend or whatever yep. in the majors. He was great. And then he eventually kind of got figured out by the opposing pitchers. Wasn't able to be as productive. They sent him back down. Haven't heard from, heard from him since. I hope, obviously, I hope he pans out because I have an autographed bat from him in my basement. So I need him to be great. That would be fantastic. Um, but he will not be on the playoff roster, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're pretty well set. But but again, 16 rookies, it's fucking insane. It's the 11th division championship for them, I believe. Uh, first is a guardian, 11th is a team. Yeah, yeah. But 11th overall, which is may not seem like a lot at 11, but if you look at it, I think the number one team is like the Braves with 19 division championships. So most of all time, we're not that far off. I mean, obviously, eight seasons is quite a bit, but... I think another stat was like, I think 16 or 17 times they've been to the playoffs in their entire existence, and then mm -hmm. 11 of them were because of the division championship, so... Yeah, I mean, if it's we not go to the playoffs, it's mostly because we win the division. We're yeah. not a good wild card right. kind of team, and if we are, we, we don't usually play well in those either. And as it sits right now, I think, just, I don't think it's going to change, but right now we're playing Seattle first, first uh, series. Yeah, basically, I mean, Seattle's kind of tanking a little bit, uh, but it's going to take a colossal tank for them to lose out for the Orioles, I think, are behind them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Seattle right now is, they're locked almost, almost a lock for the And playoffs. what's your confidence level with that game right now, or that series right now? Fucking none. <laughs> no confidence at all. You guys know where I stand. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll double check the score here. Not even, not even one game you think they're going to win? I mean, I saw Seattle come to town the uh, last weekend or whatever, and we didn't win one game. I saw us play them a couple weeks ago, and we won only one game the whole weekend. Uh, right now, Tampa Bay, one-to-one. -one. Cleveland has tied it up. But again, that's what I was going to kind of go with. If you watch last night's game, albeit it was a close one, we still lost. Yeah. And we lost to a playoff Extra team. innings, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, extra innings, but we lost to the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are going to be a wild-card team for sure, representing the AL East. We couldn't beat them last night. 
when we play good teams, I've been saying it all along, and I got a lot of people that are talking shit, calling me out for being a pessimist and being negative about this. But well, they're just used to that with you every year. You, you you're usually that way with some some team. But I back every. <laughs> that's what I told my buddy earlier because he called me out for talking shit about the, the the Guardians. He's like, he's like, you always talk to me about being negative, blah blah blah. He's like, you're a hypocrite. And I said, how am I a hypocrite? I'm everything I tell you, I back up with fact. When I told that guy that Baker Mayfield sucked, I backed it all up. When I told him Jacoby Brissett would be okay because of this, 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 Jacoby Brissett has looked fine this the, so far for, through three weeks. Uh, when I tell him the Guardians cannot beat playoff teams, I'm not talking out of my ass, although it seems like it sometimes. They truly struggle against these playoff teams, and the proof is in the pudding. Look at their look at their schedule. Look at their record. Go back and look at games they've played against good good opponents. They struggle. They've struggled against the 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 Rays, against the Mariners, against the Yankees, against uh, other division or, or playoff teams. I'm trying to think, like the Orioles even had our number. Toronto, the Orioles Toronto, they've they've Toronto. Done, they've done horrible against too. So it's just we're not good against good opponents. We're lucky that we're in the worst division in baseball. We took advantage of playing lesser opponents and beating beating up on the White Sox, beating up on the Mar or the the Twins and the um the Tigers and the Royals and shit like that. We have the worst division in baseball, arguably. That we just won. Yeah, that, kudos to the Guardians. But at the same time, I have yet to see any confidence in them in a playoff series. Personally, I love this team for the future, but for this year, not confident. Yeah, the last what 15, 16 games they've played came at a great time for them to yeah. close out the year to get into the playoffs. I mean, they were playing against teams that are are have been out of it for a while now. Yeah, um, I mean, we granted played, the White Sox were still kind of in it for a little bit there, but after they lost that first game, we played we, them. We ruined it, them. It, by kill, doing it killed that. them after that. So. I, it's it's interesting because we were I was I'm on this page called the real fans of the Guardians or whatever and people are on there like cheering and hooting and hollering about you know them making the playoffs and how they're going to go deep and it's like nobody bothers to point out the division they're in if they're if they were in the the East or the West or whatever they would not be in the playoffs this year and they would be maybe maybe sniffing a wild card but again I, that's not a given you know they're they're gifted what they are because of the division they're in unfortunately. I like the team. I think the team has potential. I'm hoping after this season, the Dolans then maybe put a little bit more money into it. Now that they brought on that minority owner, they have a little more money to move around. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Uh, Mike, I don't know what this tribe is that you refer to, <laughs> but it's the Guardians. Please get it right. And, uh, I mean, you say they've beaten plenty of good teams, but consistently, I mean, winning one out of a three, one game in a three-game series doesn't constitute as beating good teams. Show me a time where they were dominant against really good opponents. I mean, Seattle, a playoff team, just beat us. Lost last night to the Tampa Bay Rays, a playoff team. We struggle against good teams, man. It's just, again, it's factual. I'm not making it up. Look at when we played the Orioles a few months, like a month ago or so. Didn't they sweep us? Or maybe we won one of that series? We won one out of four. Yeah, one out of four against the Orioles, who were hot. I'm not making this up. This is all factual, man. Just look it up. I mean, you say you, we beat plenty of good teams if you want to... You know, tell me those good teams. I'm, I'm all ears. I'll we got swept by the it. Mariners. Yep. Okay, that's a good team. So. We got swept by the Astros. Okay, another good team. We got. Forgot about them. Oh yeah, the Astros. I mean, their Astros are pretty much like one of the favorites. Yeah, they're one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm just going back quickly and looking at the last couple months here. I mean, we we lost to the Yankees. Swept us. No, good. we won one out of two. One out of three. One out of three them. against yeah. a good Yankee team. Yeah. So I'm just going, just looking back quickly. I'm not trying to stay up the whole time here, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Rays when we played the Rays in July, they, they we took one out of four out against them. So it's it's just unfortunate, you know. We I don't know. It, I, I I'm glad they're in the playoffs. I'm glad that they're a Cleveland team that we can root for. I'll definitely watch the game. I'll be rooting for them, of course, because they're a Cleveland team. I just don't think this is the year that we need to be let down. I think we need to be successful with the fact that they made the playoffs. Let's be happy with that. 
my man Steve just dropped some knowledge. He loves stats. He's a big stat guy. Uh, I mean, you guys, I, I won't read the whole thing, but if you guys want to take a look at that, that's a really good stat. It's awesome. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. The the talent on this team is awesome. I love sure. the players. I love watching them play, and I, I'm amazed at some of the things we've done with. So we traded Lindor. What did we get out of it? Ahmed Rosario, uh, Jimenez. Like the, the 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 talent we've acquired and we've turned into great players is great. But again, we've just proven we struggle against really good teams. So I'm not I'm not shitting on the Guardians. Congratulations to them for winning the division. It's an awesome it's an awesome thing. But I'm not going into the playoffs with high expectations. I'm not a, I'm not even going to pre- pretend to think that they're going to beat they could beat the Astros or they could beat the Yankees in a in a series. I'm not pretending they could beat the Dodgers or the Mets or somebody like that in the World Series. Um, is it possible they beat Seattle? Of course. The, in, sure. The, sorry, I keep on saying the Indians almost. The Guardians are good at plate batters. They're small ball players. They're gonna. They're it's gonna. So fun to watch. I'm good they're, at plates they're, too. They're gonna <laughs> frustrate. What's that? Tim's good at clearing plates. I'm good at clearing plates. <laughs> they frustrate opposing pitchers because they 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 keep swinging at those two strike balls and knocking them foul. They they their they, base running ability too is yeah. It, it, it probably keeps managers up at night. Yeah. Uh, having nightmares thinking about they're what they're going to do d- defensively. They're not a home run hitting team. They're one. I think they're top like low. I think they're the lowest part of of, of the MLB when it comes to home runs. But that's not how they win their games. So nope. th- th- so yeah, they could sneak out a win in a series against Seattle. I just don't think they're built to take on a, a seven-game series against uh, the Yankees or the Astros or any of those teams. I think in a seven-game series, pitching will win out, and we don't have the pitching to keep keep us going, unfortunately. After our first two starting pitchers, we don't have much past that. No, I mean, we already set up the rotation to pretty much go. We're going with a three-man rotation. It's going to be Bieber, McKenzie, and uh, Cal Quantrill. And then we have a really good bullpen. I mean, that's that that, that is tremendous in, in the playoffs. Your bullpen has to be dominant in the playoffs. Um Again, I'm not shitting on the Guardians. I'm just being being no, no. Factual. You're you're being a Nancy. That's fine. I can live with that. <laughs> um, again, I just I don't see them beating any of these good teams in a in a series, whether it's a three game series, a five you know seven game series, whatever. <gasps> Excuse me. There's a burp. Um, I just don't see it. Sorry, is calling it, it like it is. Is it fair to say that they you know saving gas for the uh, playoffs? I kind of hope they didn't empty the tank leading up to the playoffs. If I'm being honest, they've been one of the hottest teams in baseball. And then obviously you're not going to win every game. So losing last night, I'm hoping is not uh, a sign of things to come. And it's not something they're going to well, struggle in this series against the Rays. What they do in 2017, they wanted a 22 game win streak, right? Yep. They kind of blew their load with that. And they did it in, in like September. Yeah. So yeah, it was over right before the yep. playoffs came. And then in the playoffs, and there happened, was such was, high hopes for that team. Cause we were coming off, off the world series, series appearance. Yeah. yeah. So we had a high so. expectations. They had just added Edwin Encarnacion, um in that offseason so it was a huge year 2017 and they they and let's not let's not joke either in that in that what 17 or 15 not they were what seven game win streak and they won what 14 or 13 out of 15 games there were a couple of those games that won extra innings there were a couple of those games that were hard fought that we didn't have it in the bag until the eighth inning the team just showed blowing we weren't blowing the teams out here yeah we were competing it was a competitive game against a team that's not that good and that's with this year's team, I'll give them that all the credit in the world. How many times have they been kind of counted out of a game? And then the eighth right. inning, the, the basically the cardiac kids, they're coming out of the making a comeback and they, they're irritating teams, ruining bullpens. Like Minnesota's bullpen has to hate us. Like every time they bring in their bullpen, they have a lead. Yeah. We fucking take the lead. We beat them every time. It was just, it was crazy. The stuff that this guardians team can do again, it's fun. They're young. They're exciting. I just don't see it as being good enough to win a championship. And at the end of the day, that's what matters when you go to the playoffs. It's winning a championship. Sure, it's cool. 
we won the division. They look really happy in that picture, but think about how upset you'd be if they get eliminated from the playoffs. And that's where my mind goes as fuck. The season was fun. It was exciting, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if they have it in them to do anything in the playoffs. And like Steve's got another uh, really good stat there about when they score six plus runs this season, 90, 97% win percentage, basically. Yeah. Only lost one game and we had uh, a 45 w- wins. Eight have been against ex- eight have been extra innings. 12 have been in- by one run and 14 have been against Minnesota or Chicago. Yeah. I mean, again, great season. Kudos to them. They're a good team. Scoring six runs in the playoffs, though, is easier said than done. That's where pitching really shows up. So I hope they can do it. I hope the small ball shit works in the playoffs. Uh, I've just yet to really see it. Look, I'm excited. I mean, I'm happy for I can't them. wait to watch the games. I can't wait. I'm excited for what comes next year, the year after. You know, we have young talent. We have a lot of these players locked up for, for a little while longer. So Just need Tito to stay healthy. Absolutely. No more falling off Mopeds or having heart attacks or anything like yeah, that. He's got to so. take care of his health a little bit. Just a little bit. Take that chew and the fucking bubble gum out of your mouth every once in Just a while. Just chew bubble gum. Maybe eat a carrot during the game. Is that too much to ask? I don't know. Could you imagine him over there with a little bag of carrots? I would fucking love it. It'd be, it's so much healthier than shoving <laughs> chewing tobacco with The pitching gum coach has a big old stick of carrot. Just like giving it to like a horse. Like here, here. He needs it. Uh, but honestly, kudos to the guards for winning the division. It's exciting playoff baseball in Cleveland. We have, we have, uh, I, I consider the Cavaliers a playoff team from last year at the play in game. They obviously added Donovan Mitchell. The Guardians just won the division. The Browns are two and one right now with Jacoby. We have Deshaun Watson coming back. It is a really great time to be a Cleveland sports fan. So, again, not knocking the Guardians. I went into the season, I was very open when I said I assumed they would kind of battle for middle to bottom of the division. I didn't think they stood a chance. Um, just don't be I'm sad. Happy. I'm happy to be wrong about that kind of shit when a team does well. Just don't be sad when it all comes crashing down after like three games. Yeah, honestly, it could be a very quick weekend for the Guardians, and that's what I'm I'm really afraid of. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see. Speaking of things that can be over in a heartbeat, Miles Garrett decided to play Grand Theft Auto yesterday, leaving practice in Medina. And if Kyle can tilt his head a little bit to his left, mm-hmm. that was Miles Garrett's car right there. Um Flipped in Medina, for those of you that are familiar with Northeast Ohio. Um, I think it was Medina, right? Medina County. Medina I don't County. Know where Medina, Medina. I don't know exactly where in the Medina County area it so was. So the rumor but... was that he was leaving the facility, uh, had a girl with him. Uh, First of all, hold on. You missed that great transition when I said crashing down. You could have slid right into the crash of Miles Garrett, by the way. Oh, did you say that? I did. Oh, I, I was honestly. We're usually reading. we're usually on a on a. No, when I'm getting ready to change subjects, I'm looking at my paper, checking stuff <laughs> off. I didn't catch it. Anyway, honestly. sorry. Back to the topic. <laughs> um, did you yes. watch the body cam footage of that, by the way? I did. Okay. I mean, I, I, honestly, I'm, I, a first and foremost, happy everybody's okay, and there was sure. a, what, a single car accident. Uh, the rumor was he was uh, swerving to avoid it, hitting a deer or an animal or whatever. Um, do you believe that? No. I, I the one thing though is they were both buckled. I believe he was swerving to avoid something, but I also believe he was probably going way over 100 miles an hour. Oh, oh, speed-wise. Okay, I was thinking you thought he was getting some road. Oh no! Or something. I, when when I heard that both seatbelts were attached, then I that's when I realized I did like, not he probably wasn't. That. Unless I mean, the, could be again, getting handy. He's so big, like his dick could just be gigantic. Like that's true. They're in a tiny little that's, car. That's true. If she looks over, she's already pretty much in like blowing range. So it doesn't plus, take much. Plus, it's not. I mean, you could take the seatbelt and like you he's know, like put hunched it. over because he's driving this little clown car. Basically, she literally just has to like turn around, and his her, his dick's probably like right there. So. I do. I you know we we joked about it, but it's anything's possible. I mean, he he could have been getting a little relief from the hand. You know, she's doing stick shift while he's driving. Or maybe stick he's shift. such a fan of Tommy Lee's sex tape, he was steering his Porsche with his dick. 
That would be impressive. His dick doesn't have a driver's license. No, it wouldn't be impressive because look how it ended up. That would not be impressive. I think the only reason he walked away, I would say 90% unscathed from this, is the fact that he is so goddamn big and that he had nowhere to go. So his body just rolled with the car. That's like his, really what I his think. His body too. was the car. Honestly, yeah. Like his shoulder was just against the door. Like his body was against, yeah. like his head was against the roof. He Everything became just one with put. the car when that thing rolled. He was healthy. He came out okay. I mean, the rumor is just some scratches. So I don't know if you saw this. I on my way here, I got sent this an article from uh, a buddy of mine that they were talking about. He's had multiple speeding violations over the last couple mm. of years. Um, just last year alone, and he had I think four in Medina County. Um, a couple doing like 120 in a 65, a 70, 70. Um, let's see, 100 miles in a 65, a 77 and a 45. He's been cited. He's paid multiple violations. So, and in this car that he drove and this accident was in. So he is not a uh, stranger to the speed. He needs to get that shit figured out. It's one thing to where he he likes to go play rec basketball with people. That's all well sure. and good. It's risky because you could still get hurt. Dangerous. Driving a hundred something miles an hour. Not only are you risking your own life, because obviously, luckily, this was a one car accident. Um, but imagine if there was a car on the other side yeah. of the road and he lost control like that. You're not only risking going to jail now and losing your whole NFL career, even if you're healthy, because you could potentially kill somebody because you're driving reckless. So he's got to get that shit figured out. Um, <laughs> that body cam footage was kind of funny where he like the, the cops are all paying attention to him and like the poor woman's like over on the side, like laying I know, down. she's just laying there. She's she looks just... like a corpse and the cops are like, sir, are you going to be okay for Sunday? And <laughs> <laughs> they're like, miles, do you want to walk to the ambulance? Are you okay? And, like he gets up and walks away and the girl's just laying on the grass over there. And like, honestly, this is things that like people don't want to talk about because it's, not uh not a great thought yeah. but i don't know his situation with women does he have like a girlfriend is he married who's this girl that he was with is this somebody he's just dating was he cheating on somebody with her because that's not not only he maybe he's healthy maybe he plays sunday we don't know yet they said he'll be at the facility tomorrow yeah they're not ruling him in or out yet um but that's the other thing though i don't know his situation i've never heard of him i've because i just know that he's smart likes dinosaurs and he wrecks quarterbacks i wouldn't say smart if he drives like this um well i mean my it's... worry is that at home maybe this this news is going to fuck up his his psyche uh, if uh... he's cheating on somebody it's going to ruin his home life that happened to uh the pitcher that that had the face fake name foster carmona oh, poor the guy. morning of a playoff game poor somebody guy. called in and ratted him out for cheating on somebody and we played against perfectly Boston that timed night, by and the he way. got it he got destroyed and there, he's never been the same since and everybody blamed that call ruining his life because he got outed for cheating on his wife or something like that obviously finding out later that he was lying about his entire identity was a little bit worse but he was never the same after that yeah it's a good question i don't know his it's just uh, something to situation. think about him, you know it's honestly my first thought was I, I, is he married and who's this woman? Cause they're saying it's an unidentified woman. Like, who is this? Was he driving mm. around with some broad? I feel like we could get lost on a Reddit thread and find this answer. We needed, we need conspiracy. We Carl, do, to do some research. We do need, I, I will call him up. If he answers my call, he never talks to me much, but I'll see if he can answer that question. We'll find out, but something to think about. I hope not the case, but uh, like I said, he is apparently healthy ish. I'll, I'll be honest, no matter healthy or not healthy. If he walks in tomorrow and they're like, Hey, yeah, you, you look good. Everything's great. Um. Yeah, you have a strain. You have some bruises, some cuts. I would still say sit this one out because it's Atlanta. I'm not saying it should be an easy win, but I'd rather have him sit this week out and be more prepared to come back the next five games after this. I don't know. It, it, it truly for me. I mean, well, that's not. That's not. No offense to Miles. I put football first. I don't know Miles. <laughs> I don't know Miles at all. I'll probably never meet the guy. So fuck like, that, dude. You know, your career is only going to be like 10, 12 years, give or take. So get out there and play if you if your legs are fine. Yeah. The other um, thing too is like with the Cleveland medical staff has never been like it's it has some low praise over the last couple of years. 
with depends certain on where you go. things. <laughs> so depends on where you they go. Need, they're probably going to walk on eggshells a little bit with situations, especially a high profile player like Miles Garrett. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I mean, would love I, him to play, but if he's if he's not up to playing, like if his body isn't, yeah. is he's not feeling well enough to play, then don't play. But if it's like I wouldn't say just sit to sit because you were in a car accident. It's yeah. one of those like if you're okay, then you're good. Play. Yeah. What I a mean, story that would be. You roll a, a Porsche five times, and you come back and you roll the quarterback five times. Spoiler alert, he walked so much better than Tua walked after getting hit on his head, and Tua got to play in the second half of said game. Yeah, but it back. was a back injury, as <laughs> uh, Mike McDaniel said. Yeah, I've never never hit my back and got up and like fell down like I didn't know the fuck I was at, but yeah. Yeah, unless, he, unless his spinal cord was broken, because that's how he fucking walked. He literally <laughs> was shaking, and then he just collapsed over Poor the Poor lineman's like a like a like controlling a doll trying to move Tua over to the sideline. They just like the, controlling the him. dolphins bring him back in and like in twenty minutes after halftime, they're like, No, he's good. Just a back thing. Like Mike Tyson. <laughs> I broke my back. It, it looked worse than that. Spinal. And he hit his he hit the back inside. Literally really collapsed. Hard. Yeah. And then yeah, again, the, the dolphins are being investigated for lying about his injury because they were like, No, no, he cleared con- concussion protocol. He's just fine. Yeah. It's all back. Back in um what do you say? Back in something else. Back something pain and something else they're they're calling it. At. I don't so remember. Final. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if if Miles Garrett is if if Tua can come in after that concussion he got and Miles Garrett didn't suffer any head injuries, good to go. Play on Sunday. I, I don't. I can't lose to the Falcons. We already lost to the Jets. That's enough. We lost to enough shitty teams. I don't know. Falcons looking pretty decent now. They're one and two. They who'd they just beat the fucking Seahawks in a barn burner? Yeah, they look really good. One of us picked that team. They beat the worst team in football, arguably. <laughs> so kudos to them. Um. But yeah, we'll see. I, I say Miles should play. And he owes it to everybody for driving like a fucking dick. You owe it to the city of Cleveland to get out there and play. Hope somebody, drive like an I asshole. hope somebody drove drove by and saw him and booed him and said, sir, you can't park there. And this kept on going. I hope somebody just drove by and said, learn to drive, asshole. Just nice and calm. <laughs> Don't punch him or anything like that. Just literally take him to a fucking driving school and teach him the ways of the road so he doesn't have, this doesn't happen again because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, they must know something. Damn it, the line dropped one and a half over the Falcons. That's embarrassing. The Falcons suck ass. Yeah, I saw that drop too. It's crazy. Well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe this is just they're they're gonna get people in and then there's no official word. Maybe, maybe Friday they'll announce he's gonna play or at least attempt to. But well, Clowney's out too right now, too. So we're mo- missing. That's both why our I ends. don't want Garrett out. If if you saw how bad it was, we'll we'll get into that right now. I guess we'll recap the Browns and Steelers. Transition. Game. Um we couldn't get any pressure on Mitch Trubisky. That's one of the worst <laughs> offensive lines in football. We couldn't get any pressure on him because Clowney was out. They were just triple teaming Miles Garrett. Nobody else on the team was worth a fuck on defense on, on Thursday night. A lot of missed calls, too, on, on Garrett. If you saw those replays, that dude was getting held more than... Oh, sure. But they're not going to call it every time. It's one of those things where there's more than likely a hold on every single snap. The refs just have to pick and choose, and they chose not to call any of them for the most part. I, I know we won, but I still get the heebie-jeebies watching our defense, even against that team. No, it wasn't good. I was actually just getting ready to shit on the secondary. Uh, they were picking on, you have Mitchell Trubisky, who most would kind of call a bust. Sure. A number two overall pick. He's on his third team. He's not a horrible quarterback, but he's not Not, a, not yeah. a horrible quarterback, but he is He is essentially kind of like Baker Mayfield, where he's going to bounce around the NFL, and he's going to hopefully stick on somewhere to be a bridge quarterback. He will never be your franchise quarterback, unfortunately. And with a number one and number two overall pick, that's what you expect. So Mitch Trubisky, by definition, is a bust. Um so Mitch Trubisky comes into Cleveland for the Steelers and has no issues picking on Denzel Ward, one of the best corners in football. I, that's starting to be questioned Denzel a Ward's lot. Denzel Ward's coverage is not looking good, honestly. It, it's it's kind of scary. I love Denzel Ward. I want him to be great. 
his coverages look shitty lately. He hasn't looked good. Yeah, nobody on in the secondary has. It's like he can't he can't close down on a on a on a receiver anymore. Like he just lets he's. I don't know if he's afraid to play play the press or it's the press isn't being called, but he doesn't have that closeout speed he had last year, the year before. Whenever that ball's in the air, he can't get to that receiver, and it's yeah. it's he's not breaking passes up anymore. It's like they're what I'm they seeing don't... is his instincts have kind of lost a step, if that makes sense. To where he's trying to he's trying to jump a route and predict where the receiver's going, and he he's guessing wrong more times than not yeah. now. Where he used to be really good at guessing a route and following a receiver, so a lot of times you do see him playing catch up. And that's the problem is he, you see him, somebody smokes past him and he's, you know, smacking his hands. He looks all pissed off. Yeah. Like it's somebody else's fault, but it's just him and his bad coverage. Our safeties have been really shitty so far. Uh, JJ, uh, John Johnson, the third, uh, Newsom looked okay last week. Grant Elpit Newsom looked okay. Martin Emerson's looked okay so far. I, I, he looked better um, last week than the week before. I think the week before he got his ass framed out, but who was that Emerson? Yes. And no, I mean, he had that near interception in the end zone. He actually had a pretty good rating that week. What the second week? Yeah, against the Jets. What, was it the first week he had a bad week? Maybe it was the first week. I just know that they that he didn't have like the great, and they were talking about how like they really kind of pulled him to the side and kind of went over everything. It might have been after week one. I mean, yeah. week two, don't get me wrong. The entire secondary should be embarrassed after what we did to the Jets. Yeah. I just remember Emerson a few times played really well against Garrett Wilson. Um, and then on Garrett Wilson's touchdowns, I don't think Emerson was the one covering him on no. at least one of them. Um, but overall, our secondary was supposed to be our, our strong suit, and it's so far our weakest part. Uh, defensively, we took a lot of a lot of uh, injuries. Yeah. We lost Walker. Anthony Walker for the season. Um, JOK left the game with a groin injury. I haven't really heard anything from that. We were without no Jadavian Clowney. Now you have Miles Garrett, who was already coming off of a neck injury that he suffered against the Jets, gets in a car accident because he drives like a fucking idiot. And he might not be able to play this week against the Falcons. So our second, our defense could be without Clowney, Anthony Walker, JOK, and Miles Garrett. Even though it's against the Falcons, I think that might be too much to overcome on defense. Um, did you watch the replay of the, the Steeler going on the back of Anthony Walker? Did you think that was dirty? 100%. That yeah. was, uh, and I'm not just saying that cause it's a Steeler. Uh, you have a guy that's down on the ground face down. He's I not, he e wasn't moving. Yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't even say clearly in pain because he wasn't moving. So you have a guy that's laying flat, could have potentially had like a neck injury. And now he's paralyzed. And this fat piece of shit on the Steelers jumps on his back. <laughs> For what reason? That's that, that to me. That's not that should be an illegal move because there are, there is a thing called an illegal block in the back, and I get it. He was laying on the ground, but that guy dropped on his back. Is that not an illegal block in the back by definition? Uh, yes, but it wasn't I mean, called right. And they, I think they, they, they were talking they about him for an ineligible man downfield. They were not saying for that, a late hit. Yeah, nothing. Walker wasn't moving because he's. They said he because he knew he was hurt. And he was just trying to avoid like moving around. Oh, of course, <laughs> our, our top players, except for Chubb, let's knock on wood that nothing happens to him in the next 48 hours or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's going to be hard. I mean, again, you can you can lose a couple guys. I think we could get away with Anthony Walker being gone. I think J Jacob Phillips played really well. Um, but losing those guys, it's, it's uh, you're, you're not recovering from that. We had no pass rush without Clowney, and that was with Miles Garrett. Now, if we take out Miles Garrett, Marcus Mariota is going to do whatever the fuck he wants, because the problem with Mariota so he's a mobile quarterback. Mitch Trubisky has cement in his shoes. He wasn't going anywhere. You have Marcus Mariota, oh, yeah, who's going to run around. They have Cordero Patterson, who's good. Uh, our linebackers, without good, JOK. He's number two in the league in rushing right now. Who the fuck's going to cover Kyle Pitts? Pitts? I'm not. I'm worried about Pitts, but I'm worried about the other guy, too. Uh, uh, Drake London. Well, I'm talking more so about who our linebackers would have to cover with Pitts. What linebackers? Exactly. Without <laughs> no Walker, no JOK, we have to cover a, a tight end. And then we also have to have somebody spying on Mariota. We signed any bums off the street to bring in this week to start? Or? They brought a couple guys up from the practice squad yeah. or whatever, but nobody of significance. Um, 
you're not tipping your hand for who you're picking for Sunday, are you? <laughs> I don't know yet, honestly. It's, it's a 50-50 talk. The, it really, the, it really the more we on... talk, it's like the pendulum swinging the other direction. I mean, we won't know by the end of the show if Miles Garrett's going to play. I will say right, right away, uh, with an asterisk next to it all, there are going to be a couple of picks, especially just teasing here. Uh, the dolphins Bengals yep. game tomorrow night. With no word on Tua, as far as I know, I haven't seen anything if he's playing for sure or not. Um, but that's going to be something that to keep an eye on. I, we're going to make our picks based on everybody being healthy. And if, excuse me, last minute things change, we will pick and have to change our picks, which we did. We agreed upon that. So a couple of the, the things I liked about Thursday's game, I know we're talking about the bad things that happened. A couple of things I loved was Jacoby, two weeks in a row, looking great, doing, making smart plays, great passes, moving the ball down the field. Um, finally, Njoku involved. I think at eight catches, 90-some yards. Uh, I think a touchdown too, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. a touchdown. Um, I'm glad that we got him involved finally. Chubb doing Chubb things. Um, I think at 124 yards rushing. I mean, he just knows where to fucking go with the ball, and he's he's hard to stop. And Amari, another 100-yard receiving game for Amari. That's, what, three weeks in a row now? Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I have That's no insane, no issues at all with anything on the offense. We're, no, and we're rolling in with... It's weird to us right now saying that because before the season started, our conversation was the defense is going to keep us in these games and win this, these games. Offense just has to do the, the right things to get by. Now it's the offense is carrying these, these games and our defense is doing enough to possibly lose it for us. I mean, what I'm hoping for is the pendulum swings as soon as we get past the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, obviously I want it to start this weekend. If the defense wants to come out and dominate, I'm all for it. I'm not saying right. wait, um, the schedule gets presumably tougher. <laughs> presumably it's been a weird fucking season. Uh, and we'll talk about that. And we do the week three recap recap, which we might as well, let's just get into it. The week three recap here, uh, in two weeks, well, technically about a week and a half, uh, the Browns play the chargers in week five. Justin Herbert's banged up. He's taken literally getting like cortisone shots or whatever, rib injections, so he can withstand the pain of his broken ribs and play in a full football game. And when he tried to play, he got his ass handed to him by the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. Um, that's, a, that's a game on the schedule before the season started. We both marked as an L probably. Yeah. And then on top of that, they've lost Rashawn Slater. Yep. They're starting left tackle. Jordan yep. Bicep, I believe, out, out for, for the, the year. Yeah. Uh, Joey Bosa. He's undergoing a groin surgery that's going to put him out for about half the season. Mm -hmm. So there's a potential that we're facing the Chargers and we're facing Chase Daniels, who's their backup. Yep. We're facing, I don't even know who their fucking backup defensive end and, and left tackle are, but we're facing multiple backups at extremely important positions that could be huge. And then you fast forward to week six, not looking too far ahead, but Mac Jones, he got hurt this week at the very end of the Ravens game, literally the last play of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he pulled up limping. Brian Hoyer homecoming game. Couldn't put any pressure on his leg. And yeah, now they announced he's got a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss a few weeks at least. That means Axel Hoyer. That's the story of the town. As everyone found out, Brian Hoyer's real name is <laughs> Axel. Um, but the talk of the town, yeah, is, is of course a homecoming for Brian Hoyer. He will be facing the Cleveland Browns more than likely, assuming he gets through this week healthy and next week. Um, so two games that we probably would mark as a loss just got a potential a little bit easier. Potentially, yeah. I mean, but that's the biggest thing. Is uh, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer? Brian Hoyer sucks, by the way. Jose. Hoyer the destroyer. <laughs> he just he destroyed our franchise by people thinking he was good. I think that's what he means by that. No, I'm oh yeah, I hope so. And hey, this I was I was as wrong as anybody. I'll admit it about uh, Johnny Manziel. But Brian Hoyer fucking sucked. He was not a good quarterback. We were winning in spite of Brian Hoyer. So let's not give him any credit. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Keep an eye out on these injuries. I mean, like you said, these are games we more than likely mark down as losses. Who's after week six, seven? Is what? Is it the Bucks or the Bills? 
Uh, those those games are later, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, because I know the I next five games is, are pretty hard. I think after the the Bengals game, or I'm sorry, I think it's the Bengals after the the Patriots. Is that another it? team that the Monday night game? Yeah, another team that they look like shit. I don't even know what to think of them right now. They're they they've won one game. They're one and two. They just beat the Jets pretty easily, which is something we couldn't do. Um, Someone compared the uh, Bengals to what team was it? Where they the clipboard basically just states. Um, go out there and do something, you know, like, you know, Joe Burrow, go out there and make a play. That's it. There's no yeah. actual plays like, cause Taylor's not a great coach. And we knew that two years ago, you know, I said that a while ago. I, I figured if last year, if they didn't have a successful season, they were going to fire Zach yeah. Taylor and said they fluke their way to a super bowl, which let's be honest, looking at them right now, it's only week four. It's early. Things could be turned around, but statistically the odds of a team starting off one and two, making the playoffs and making a run for that matter is dramatically low. Yeah. So they would need to go on a pretty good run. Uh, to to get to the playoffs and to make anything of their season, I get it. It's only week four, so, so that, with a grain of salt. That's but, three three games in a row right there that we thought would be a gauntlet run that yeah, that potentially absolutely. got a little bit easier for this team. For whatever if reason, we get our shit together, for whatever reason, we play Joe Burrow extremely well. I yeah. don't know what it is about our defense, but we have Joe Burrow kind of figured out. I say that early. Watch him go out and throw for five hundred yards against us. But well, I hope I hope Denzel Ward that plays against Burrow shows up because he shuts him down. He shuts down Jamar Chase, and I mean, I think Joe Burrow against the Cleveland Browns is 0-4, yes. or no, no he, didn't, and, he didn't play in the last 0 and 3, one. 0-3, but he so has a lot of interceptions against us. Yeah, a lot of interceptions. He doesn't score that much. The games weren't even really that close. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them, but again, we're not looking too far ahead because the 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 it could all be reversed. Maybe the, the Browns this weekend get even more injuries. Their defense continues to struggle, and playing the Bengals, like I said, Joe Burrow goes yeah. off for 500 and two touchdowns to Jamar Chase. You never know. Um, but we beat the Steelers. We both picked the, the Browns to win. We did. Uh, that was a game that we thought we could win. A little, little closer than I would have hoped. I mean, albeit the score looks different if you didn't actually watch the game because we we picked that that fumble in the end zone. They shut down the run early against us. I mean, they were. I give I give Stefanski credit. Stefanski he tends to it. he tends to abandon the run pretty quick. Sometimes he did last year at least. Uh, this year he stuck with it. He stuck with the run. He kept pounding and pounding and pounding. And eventually those plays opened up. Those big plays opened up. Chubb got his yards. Hunt got some yards. Um, but that's the thing you're, you're running a playbook with what you have. And I'm sorry, anytime Jacoby's dropping back, he's making the right decision. You know, and he's and a smart, that run, he's a that very run smart veteran quarterback up. for yeah. sure. He, uh, he's going to make the right decision. He's going to play a little, there's going to be times where he's going to miss throws where you're, you're going to get mad about it, but he's just being cautious. He's going to take a sack before he risks throwing an interception. Sure. Um, he might throw the ball away instead of trying to force something that you might see on your TV and think, Oh, he could have made that if he hit this guy. Maybe he doesn't see it. He doesn't try. Trust that his arm. Go look at that window. He was right there. Uh, maybe Jacoby sees it differently. And Jacoby understands again. He knows himself better than anybody. He knows his arm strength. Maybe he can't throw a ball across the field on a fucking rope to somebody, and he knows it'll get picked. He's not risking it. Um, he's just smart. He's a savvy veteran quarterback who cannot be stopped when it's a third or fourth down and short. Yeah. Uh, I learned that on Amazon Prime, watching that game on on Thursday night. I didn't get to watch it on Amazon Prime, unfortunately. Oh, you didn't? No, because I, I watched it at the bowling alley. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That was a good game. Uh, happy to see the Browns beat the Steelers. It, it felt weird though. I, I said it going into it last week though that it the rivalry doesn't feel as intense because it's everybody everything's new. Yeah, it's ba- not Baker's the same. now gone. It's Jacoby Brissett who's never been a member of the Browns, not part of this rivalry. It's Mitch Trubisky who's actually from Cleveland facing the Cleveland Browns for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kind of a weird thing, but it's not Ben Roethlisberger. It's just not a rivalry anymore. TJ Watt wasn't even in the game. So, I mean, 
I'll take the win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad about it at all. Fuck those Steelers and fuck their fans. And uh, the the one tooth they all bitch. share together. Yeah, bitch. That bitch. Fucking hate, hate the Steelers. Now I'm starting to get, it's turning into a rivalry again. I'm getting all amped up. I'm charged up now for the Steelers. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, happy to win, though. Great win for the Browns. Then week three, as Kyle said, was a fucking doozy with Justin Herbert playing hurt, losing to the Jaguars. Uh, the Texans lose a tight one to the Bears. That was a fun game to watch. That was a good one. Uh, the Titans hang on to beat the 0-3 Las Vegas Raiders. Who saw this coming last time? Kyle Shanahan, not Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Josh McDaniels was the head coach. He started off 8-0. <laughs> now he's 0-3. Maybe what? he goes 0-8. What is going on in Vegas? My, that team is good. I mean, on paper, it's a good team. They were a playoff team a year ago. They have a in, good team. In the they middle a- of controversy with firing of John Gruden because of his emails and then getting an interim head coach, they may, they courageously win a bunch of games. They make a wild card spot at the end of the season. They they play the Bengals well, and, and they got a couple shitty calls against yeah. them in that, that playoff game. They could have won that game on the road. And then they get Josh McDaniels, and you think you have an offensive guru. You have a Super Bowl champion offensive coordinator with Tom Brady and the Patriots. This guy's going to fucking dominate. You're bringing in the best receiver in the game. To yeah, your, to your... you trade for Devontae Adams, who has a great rapport with uh, Derek Carr. They yep. were they were college roommates, college teammates. Now the man can't even get a fucking ball thrown to him. Sometimes I mean he gets a touchdown. He's had a touchdown in every game so far. It's but I mean he's not getting these stats you're used to it of a you know oh no of an mean, Adams you know and that's something that I think everybody should have understood. You're not getting those stats. Don't get me wrong. Devontae Adams is a great wide receiver, but he's also kind of made that great because of Aaron Rodgers. Sure, you're not getting Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers numbers when he's playing with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a good uh, good quarterback. But he's not in an elite quarterback. But the Raiders have to be due for a win, right? They just have to be. You'll find out if we think so later. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So the Titans hold on to that one. Uh, surprising one. The Colts get their first win of the season, beating the Chiefs. Uh, that's that made me laugh because we talked about how bad the Colts were last week, and I can't believe how well they played. But that also can't. I can't believe how bad the Chiefs. I think played I, too. if I'm not mistaken, I think I said Chiefs by a million last week, and then they yeah, ended up fucking yeah. losing outright. You you missed it by a couple points. But yeah, I mean, it was just a very ugly game, and then you saw the little rift between uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy and um, uh, which Patrick Mahomes came out afterwards. Yeah, and he said he's nothing, know. nothing. I mean, it's all visual though. You you, you look at it, moment. yeah, you look at it. You're like, oh, here we go, you know. And you don't know their relationship behind the scenes. Maybe behind the scenes, they they're really close. So that's why he's okay with yelling at him like that. Like they get heated together, but they're good friends, yeah. and like they, they make it work. They've won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has an MVP. They're doing something right in Kansas City. So if you, yeah. if it takes a little bit of yelling. I'm all for it. Oh, they said they lost one possession in each game. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, they no, can't the Raiders, close out. They, they did. The uh, first game of the season, they they were pretty competitive against the Chargers. They made a little bit of a comeback. And then uh, the next week, they were blowing out the, the Cardinals, pissed that away, lost at the last minute. Uh, and then this week against the Titans, I really didn't watch too much of it, but it looks like it was a close game. So, yeah, I, they're, I'm they're glad losing Henry, every game by one possession. Henry got his legs back this week, too. Which Thank God like, I had him <laughs> in a fantasy league, so I needed that. He's, he's had a very interesting year. Uh, Baker got a win. Uh, kind of. I mean, the pan- the Panthers <laughs> got to win. Baker didn't do shit. Baker is still statistically, this is just facts, the 33rd ranked quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Mind you, there are 32 teams. So that's, of course, because Cooper Rush has taken over for uh, Dak Prescott. I-, I imagine Dak Prescott's the one that booted him out. I- it's either him or Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance was ranked higher than him, too, until he got booted out by injury. Then who would? then maybe Baker should be 34. 34. That's what I'm thinking too. I mean, I've he, seen him at 33, but I'm thinking about that too, because Trey Lance suck. hasn't bad, had a bad season, but he's made more, 
more. Then again, Trey Lance didn't have any statistics though. The the, the first game of the season was that shitty swamp oh, fest true. against the Bears. There wasn't a lot of and then passing the second offense. game. And okay. then the second game he got hurt. So maybe Lance is so. thirty four and Baker's thirty three. That would make still. more sense. Either way, yeah, thirty two starting quarterbacks. He's not even in the. It. He's not even in the 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 top thirty two out of thirty two teams. That's saying something. And he's the only guy that's played every game. You hear that pin drop? That's all the Baker Bros going. I feel so bad for Baker Bros. Those poor fellas. Um. Yeah, they got to win, but it was because of defense and because the Saints are just not a good team. I, 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 I got to stop picking the Saints. I kind of thought that they were actually going to be okay. Do you, uh, Bills? Bills Miami game was a fucking great game. The butt punt. The butt punt. Did, did, you, all, see, did you see the? Did you see Sanchez come out? You see Sanchez came out and said, "Thank God" or something. It's or, kind of funny because my there play. were there were two instances of some of the most embarrassing moments in football that were reenacted on Sunday, kind of, or so, or trumped, if you will. You have the butt punt. Yep. So that kind of the butt fumble with that kind Sanchez, of negates yeah. the butt fumble with Sanchez, and it makes you now think when you when you think of a football in, in a butt, you're now going to think of that punt maybe yeah. or or Sanchez depending on. For me, it'll always be Sanchez. The butt fumble. I send that to my buddies all the time. It's fucking. That was hilarious. a crucial game. You did that in. It too. was. Yeah. I think it was a playoff. game. It was a playoff game. Yeah. And then uh, you also have the stepping out of the back of the end zone. Oh for, yeah, what's his face? Uh, the Cowboys quarterback, right? Uh, no, he was with the Lions, I think, when he did it. I forgot his name. Not Dan Orlovsky. Was it Dan Orlovsky? It was Orlovsky. Yeah, yeah so he Dan Orlovsky stepped, stepped out of the back he, of the end zone. He didn't just step out. He ran. He, yeah, he ran away from Jared <laughs> Allen. He out of bounds. kept going, thinking he was in bounds, and then threw the ball. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just dropped back and stepped out of bounds. And didn't, didn't he throw a pick it. six in that same play? Who, Jimmy G? Yeah, he stepped out of bounds and then threw an interception. The same no, play was. No, they ruled the play dead when he stepped out of bounds. But wasn't it an interception that he threw even though it was dead? Like, didn't he throw the ball and uh, get picked off? I really don't remember, to be honest. I think it was. I think as someone brought up the fact that when he stepped out, he threw and it was picked off. And it's the first time in history somebody's caused himself a safety and then threw through an interception. Lowest passer rating on passes one to five yards. Baker, 59.0. Russell Wilson, the next closest at 72.2. And then Davis Mills, 76. So Baker's in a league of his own in how shitty he is. He sucks. Oh, Jose confirmed. He did. Yeah, he did step okay. out. Cause a safety through interception. First time in history. Safety and interception all in the same play. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember he stepped. I know I saw it's that play, yeah, but still, it's just safety thing. So yeah, it's the, just the, funny I didn't though. Even pay attention to the, the <laughs> aftermath. Um, but yeah, so two historic shitty moments for some became hilarious moments for everybody else watching at home this week. But of course, the Dolphins did hold on and beat the Bills. Did they beat um, the Bills, or did the Bills beat themselves? A little bit of both. Obviously, you saw Ken Dorsey go lose his mind and, and smash his uh, uh, tablet and all that shit. He was pissed, <laughs> which I don't blame him. I'd feel the same way if they fucked up and lost a game like that. Microsoft uh, tablets are not doing well this season. No, it, it also it's not really good for for their product endorsement because you can see that they're very easily easy to break. I think so Brady broke good. two in one game, I believe. Yeah, Brady <laughs> broke two last week. You got Ken Dorsey beating the fuck out of one, which I don't know. Ken Dorsey's kind of a string bean. He doesn't have a lot of muscle. Is that last... Drive really was questionable it. by. I don't know what they were doing that last drive. I mean, they couldn't even get together. Inexperience. The big problem was the guy didn't get out of bounds when they were supposed to. You're yeah. supposed to, you know, if, if you have to eat or lose a couple yards to make sure you get out of bounds, that's okay. Don't try to get an extra yard and make the clock run when you can get out of bounds and stop it. And that's why Dorsey was so fucking mad because they couldn't get that last playoff. Yeah. Um, just poor clock management. That's what coaches are getting so pissed off about. That's what Nathaniel Hackett. The, the Broncos had to hire a special assistant just to watch the clock, time management. So it shows you how important it is. So Ken Dorsey was obviously vi visibly pissed because he probably had a game plan to get them in position to win that game, and they fucked it up. They couldn't even get the last playoff. He was pissed. I don't blame him, and that's, yeah. a, that's an embarrassing loss. It was a good uh, game, though. Very good it game. was. I mean, the other thing, too, is uh, listening to some shows this week, uh, recapping the week that was, you could tell the people that don't really follow football because they're all laughing and saying, oh, everyone thought the Bills were going to run the table, blah, blah, blah. They suck. The Bills were without 
both of their safeties, one of which being Micah Hyde, uh, Pro Bowl, one of the all pro, one of the best safeties in football. And that was a huge loss when you're facing against a team like the Dolphins, who have Tyreek Hill, who have Jalen Waddle, who will throw the fuck out of the ball. Um, that's a huge loss. And they still only lost by two. So in a, in a rematch, give me the Bills personally. Um, but the Dolphins are, are 3 0, and the Eagles are the only other 3 0 team. They won also this weekend. They uh, took care of the commanders pretty simple. How about, how about Lamar? Lamar Jackson having one hell of a season so far. Yeah. Betting on himself. We've yep. talked about this a lot. <sighs> so I think someone came out. I think it was Ed Reed. Did you see the quote from Ed Reed? No. He came out. Oh, yeah, I did. He said something like, the Ravens are a business. Do what you got to do. Take care of yourself yeah. first. Don't think any, you have any friends. They're showing their true colors right now. I mean, do you agree? He, he said straight up, like, if you get hurt, they're going to pay you less. Do you think that him as a quarterback, you know, yes, do what you have to do to win the games, but he's 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 running all over the place like he normally does. Would you take it, maybe not do that as much and just try to protect yourself or fuck it, balls to the wall, no matter what? No, I think he, that's just, that's how he, that's all he knows. If he tries to, yeah. if he tries to not, to not run and be a passing quarterback, he's a shitty passer. Watch the game. I, I watched most of that game against the Patriots. I was on locally here. Um, a, he had a great game, but the Patriots beat themselves. Mac Jones, three interceptions. They had a huge costly fumble from Devontae Parker. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the the Patriots turned the ball over, and Mac Jones, I think, had two red zone interceptions, horrible passes where it looked like his eyes were fucking closed. Just embarrassing for the Patriots. They should have won that game. I'm pissed that they didn't because, obviously, I want the Ravens to lose as much as possible. Um, but the Patriots looked like complete shit. Lamar Jackson, of course, he got his five touchdowns. He ran for two, I think, threw for three, whatever. Um, He's on pace for another MVP season again. That'd be a hell of a story to go out and get the MVP again going into a pay I mean, me season. Yes and no. For him, it's... I think that's another reason why the Ravens are afraid to pay him because he is who he is. He is going to look great in the regular season playoff time. No chance. He hasn't had playoff success. He has been a very bad quarterback in the playoffs. That's why they don't want to pay him a ton of money because he's shown that he cannot win them the Super Bowl or get them even close. Uh, a great regular season is all fun and games. It's cool. You got an MVP, whatever. Who gives a fuck about that? At the end of the day, the Ravens are going to pay him because they want to win championships. They don't want to win MVPs for Lamar Jackson. They are the Baltimore Ravens, not the Baltimore Jacksons. So, I like the Baltimore Jacksons better. It would be kind of cooler. I do like that better than a fucking stupid bird. Um, but, but I mean, kudos to him. I hope he hope he keeps doing this. I hope they break the bank, back the Brinks truck up for him, pay him a shitload of money, and it ruins their, their franchise. So the longer he waits, the more money he's going to demand and the more money they're going to have to spend on him. So I'm all for it. As long as he keeps throwing to Mark Andrews, I'm perfectly happy with it. Who else does he do? He doesn't throw to anybody else. He just fucking chucks it up. That's what I was saying watching the game. Uh, the amount of times you see a, a wide receiver or a tight end or whoever have to make these crazy circus catches because Lamar's just not a good passer. Right. It's it's embarrassing. It's like, this dude's going to win the MVP, but if it's like, hey, or this guy's wide open, he's going to throw it to him, the dude has to like do jump one-handed catch or slide and catch it because <laughs> hey, Lamar ES, Jackson just doesn't have accuracy. It's ESPN moments. You know, you get those little... That's all they care da, about. Da-da-da. Um, so yeah, the Ravens won. <laughs> fuck them. The Bengals won. Fuck them too. The Steelers, of course, lost. Great news for the Browns. Uh, Eagles handle the commanders Panthers defense beats the shit out of the saints. Their offense still sucks ass. Uh, Jaguars beat the hell out of the chargers. The Rams beat up on the Cardinals pretty easily. 20 to 12 Falcons won uh, in the prison game of the week against the Seahawks, 27 to 23 Packers and Buccaneers 14 to 12. Another shitty defensive game. Conspiracy game. The Jumbotron game. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers says he saw something on the Jumbotron. I, I want to know what he saw. And then they they tried to pry, and after the game, he said, oh, I, that's that's not what I meant. You guys took it the wrong way. He's, he's backtracking on everything. Pat McAfee asked him, too, on his show, because he's always on there on, like, Tuesdays or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, and he's like, Oh no, I just, I just, you know, I know tendencies and I went up there and I just had a conversation with my coach and, and whatever. So yeah, he's backtracking, but I'm curious if there was something up there that they saw, like maybe someone did have like a Microsoft tablet up or whatever and jumbo tried to zoomed it, in on it. It could have been as easy as like, he just, he knows a familiar uh, formation that they run and he saw that before a timeout. So he just told his coach like, Hey, they're set up like they do this one, whatever. Yeah. Like it's something as simple as that. It's not like he saw this, the jumbotron and was like, Oh my God, I saw Tom Brady make a four or, you know, something like either way, whoever, his lips. whoever runs that jumbotron, John, John camera is one probably jumbotron camera. There we go. I knew he could get it. I knew he could get it. Fourth time's a charm. <laughs> uh, whoever runs that camera is probably terminated now because of what uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and said. <laughs> Or they got a Microsoft tablet thrown at their head by Tom Brady, <laughs> one or the other. Um, but yeah, 14 to 12 Packers, kind of a weird score. And then speaking of weird scores, 11 to 10. That sounds like a fucking baseball game score. Uh, the Broncos held on to beat the 49ers with God. Jimmy G's safety. Russell Wilson's fucking killing me this year. Me too. I have him in one league. That offense is trash, but the Broncos defense is fantastic. I'll give them that. And then Monday Night Football, the Cowboys beat the Giants 23-16. That is your week three Did you recap. watch the whole game? Uh, most of it because I have I have CeeDee Lamb in one league and I have actually on the same team. I'm sorry. I have CeeDee Lamb and Saquon Barkley. And I was down by like 25 going into came, that game. Came through for Indiana. Came through. I won yeah. the game. So I'm very happy about there that. My go. first one of the season in that league. Um, two and one in one league. One and two in the other. <coughs> I, I, I went two and oh this weekend. So things are looking up for <coughs> fantasy football for old JG. Let's keep that going. Three and oh and two of them. And... Two and one and one and two in the other one. So. so we talked a little bit about uh shocking um records and things like that. The shocker. What's shocking you with fantasy football since we're talking about fantasy Every, football? A lot of shit. Like I, I, I can really say for me, because obviously I only pay attention to who's on my team, if sure. I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. So I have some notes, and it's kind of funny because I was writing these names down of guys that are over are underachieving. And as I wrote like three of them, I went. Holy fuck, I drafted every one of these guys. Like, it's my fault. I, in my head, I didn't realize that I was doing that. I'm just like, this guy's having a shitty season. This guy's having a shitty season. I'm like, I fucking have all of them. So, it, so it what clicked. does that say about your drafting ability? It says that I, I draft really good players who just all of a sudden suck out of nowhere. Because <laughs> these guys that I drafted have had really good production a year ago, for that matter. Um, but obviously, we, we we touched about the the Raiders. I think you want to talk about them, too. Yeah, dude, I, I just not can't. just their 0 and three record. Kyle had a couple of little no, I mean, yeah, so like Derek Carr's about. I mean, Derek Carr's not doing what Derek Carr should be doing, which is funny because in most uh, preseason fantasy things, everything I saw for the most part has Derek Carr as a sleeper. Yeah. And they said, this is a guy who's going to finish the year as a top 10 quarterback, right? Like potential MVP candidate season now that he's got Devontae Adams. Right. Not so fast. Yeah. So I I've mean, never seen an MVP get an award after going he's he's not in 15 he, or whatever he's not doing not i'm saying doing what he's supposed to like i'm in his ear telling him what he fucking needs to do maybe he needs that he's not performing to his typical standard or what he should be doing this year with that offense he has um on the tight end side of it for that team waller's not doing shit this year either but then again every other fucking tight end outside of kelsey uh andrew um and potentially um who's the third um kyle pitts not pitts uh yeah yeah not no what am I thinking of? There's another receiver, uh, night tight end. Um, George Kittle's been hurt. So I'm no, the dude out him. of uh, Philly, uh, Goldberg. Oh, Dallas Goder. Yeah, so Goddard. Sorry. So those three are potentially your best tight ends fantasy wise right now. Everyone else is shit in the bed though. Like, yeah, it's not going great. I mean, I know my neighbor came over the other day and was telling me that he picked up David and Joku on a whim and started him against the Steelers. And good start. That kind of worked out. But I mean, that's one week out of three where David and Joku has a worthwhile week. So yeah, tight ends, uh, they're hard to come by. I have Kyle Pitts in one league. The other league, I have Travis Kelsey. So for me. 
I'm set. I don't have to worry about it. I drafted it. Andrews and Kelsey back to back in my one league, and they're, they start every week. One's in the flex, one's in the tight in, end. In the one league, I have him. Uh, we're only allowed to start one tight end. You're not allowed to start one in the flex. Oh, the flex has receiver, running back, tight end That's option. It. So yeah, mine has no tight end options. That's why when I got Kelsey, I didn't have to draft another tight end. I was done. So on the on the good side, my my one surprise this year, and we talked about it before we went on air, is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yeah. he's he's someone you could probably still pick up right now. He's, he's a guy in the waiver wire, and by, he's going to do well for you by being under Urban Meyer's care last year. Kind of made you think that did Urban Meyer ruin this kid for good? Yeah. Is is this just who he is as a quarterback? He was the number one overall pick. And he looked like shit, but the whole team looked like looked like shit. Uh, Urban Meyer clearly, obviously, got fired halfway through the season. That's a funny stat that uh, what's his face, Doug Peterson, the, the oh, head coach, he's tied for the fifth winning coach. He, he's already tied for <laughs> fifth winningest coach in Jaguars history with Urban Meyer. So congratulations to them. It's a hell of a record to tie. And the back, other one, back to back years. The one, other one I put down here for too bad. Well, actually, one more bad, one more good is uh, Joe Mixon. Horrible, not doing shit this year. Yeah, he needs to punch a white woman. I think that's what gets him going. <laughs> Maybe that'll that'll recharge the batteries. And then obviously the other surprise, I think it's because of his receivers, is Tua. Tua's having a hell of a fucking year. He is. He's looking great. But I mean, that again, like I didn't see this happening because adding Tyreek Hill as a speed threat, I kind of thought Tua doesn't have that kind of arm. Patrick Mahomes can... I mean, Tua's got the mobility to extend plays, kind of like Patrick Mahomes, but he's not anywhere near the quarterback, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but he's making it work down there in Miami. Uh Will he remember his name when he wakes up? Probably not, because it's hard as fuck most, to say. Most back injuries, you lose your memory. And now so. he's concussed, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, but yeah, no, he's having a surprising year. I wrote a couple names down here, yeah. too. Did you have any more really quick? Oh, I in, the other one I was going to mention is Jerry Judy. I can't fucking... I mean, you would think with Russell Wilson as your goddamn quarterback. A- anybody in the, the Denver offense you're, you're, yeah. you're complaining about. It's like it's just fucking annoys me. That's the last person I wrote down, but yeah, go ahead. So I have that, too. I have Russell Wilson, who I drafted in one of my leagues, because I thought... Russell Wilson still looked like an MVP candidate at times with Seattle over the last couple of years, and they didn't really have a great team. They had Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. That's about it offensively. But he put up numbers. You know? He put up numbers. That's what I'm saying. He had MVP caliber looking seasons, if you will. Um, and then he goes to Denver with Jerry Judy, with Cortland Sutton, with Melvin Gordon, with uh, Javante Williams. He's got this great offense. And yep. I'm thinking, holy shit, Russell Wilson might like be an MVP legitimate. Like Denver's going to be no joke. Uh, they kind of suck. They're 2-1, and one, but they're a shitty 2-1. and one. Russell Wilson has done fucking nothing in terms of fantasy. Uh, and even in terms of just stats for himself, he's looked like complete shit. Uh, another guy I wrote down here is Cam Akers. He's been a ghost for, for the Chargers. Another guy that I, or for the Rams, I'm sorry. Another guy that I drafted in one of my leagues. Uh, I remember after week one, everyone's like, where's Cam it's, Akers? It's not getting much better, basically. He gets called out by Sean McVay. He told that he needs to like be more prepared for game day, et cetera. He was kind of punished week one. Last week, I think he got eight carries or something like that. Like, he's still not blowing up the stat sheet, and they won 20 to 12 against the Cardinals, and they had a lead for most of the game. They could have relied on the run game to seal it. Cam Akers still didn't get those touches. That's not a good sign. He got drafted high, mostly because he's probably going, what, second, third round? Yeah, I, I think I took him in the second or third yeah. round myself. And that that's the thing. It's like that, it's a wasted pick. You're like, and fuck. Then another guy that I took probably in like the fifth or sixth round, maybe earlier or whatever. I don't remember. I have to go back and look. Uh, DJ Moore oh, for the yeah. Panthers. It's it's funny because when I drafted him, my buddies in that league know my my stance on Baker, and he texts me right away, my buddy Paul, and he's like, uh, he's like, wow, you think Baker's gonna come to life? And I'm like, no, I'm just banking on Sam Darnold starting. <laughs> this is before Darnold got hurt and all that. Um, but he called it out right away. He's like, wow, you're drafting a guy with Baker, like he's gonna he's gonna suck. And I was like, you know what? My thought process was Baker in Cleveland, 
even when we were losing with Freddie Kitchens, he could still he'd get some yards. He'd yeah, complete yeah. some passes. So I thought if anybody he's going to hit DJ Moore, he'll get his yards. Like they, they might suck, they'll lose. Baker's going to throw interceptions, but excuse me, DJ Moore will get his yards and his yeah, touchdowns. One you were happy, he had his yards, he yeah. had a touchdown in the yard. Yeah. Too bad they don't play the Browns secondary every week because <laughs> things have not looked good for them. And the entire Carolina team belongs in the trash. And when you can't get something out of your trash, do you know who you call, Kyle? Who do you call? Fitz Trash Bin LLC. And here we go with fire training. You like that? Again. I didn't want to tell you that I was doing it. That's why I wanted to make sure you got all yours God out for us. You always sneak this shit in on me, but that's ahead. what I do. But yeah, Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC. They they clean around the uh, North Ridgeville area, if I'm not mistaken. You've had them to your house. They they're have the, been to my house. They they're do the a great official job. hotline sponsor of studio number two. If you need to see the number, uh Tim's had it up there, I think. I haven't really paid attention, if I'm being honest. Um Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning and Pressure Washing are locally owned, eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northwest Ohio, serving North Ridgeville and surrounding areas. You can reach Fitz Trash, trash Bin Cleaning LLC at 440-752-1533 or at ftbcusa.com. Mention Redline Radio and get 10% off your first purchase. So, you know, some people don't put their food in the trash when they're eating. They just think they can shove it down the drain, turn on the garbage disposal, and guess what happens when you continue Ooh, to do that? No good. I don't it's, know. It's you, not great. It, the drains get clogged. What are you supposed to do if that happens? When that happens, you call Smith's Drain Service, LLC. They'll come out. They'll take care of it for you. They'll probably make fun of you for being an idiot and tell you that you can throw your shit in a trash can. Um, but you shouldn't do that over time because it's going to back up. It's going to it's going to cause issues. They're going to have to fix bigger, you know, your main sewer lines. You have to snake everything out. It's going to cost you some money, but they're going to take care of everything for you. Um, Smith's Drain Service is your local drain cleaning experts. They specialize in main sewer lines, bathtubs, laundry lines septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, downspouts, and so much more. Again, they're family-owned and operated as well. You can call Smith's Drain Service LLC at 440-242-8704. You know, if you're a shitty quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and they want you out of town and you get traded and you have to move, you have to call a realtor. And you know who I would recommend? Who's that? I'd call All Access Realty. You're going to want to talk to Frank. Frank's a veteran who served our country, and he's now serving the community. Frank is committed to helping our veterans. If you know of any housing opportunities for vets, please contact Frank today, 440-391-7430. Give him an email at franks at allaccessrealty.com. That's amazing. You know, when you want to sell your house, sometimes you have to fix it up. Sure. You have to, you have to make sure it looks good. You have to put it on the market to look, especially in this market, you want it to look pristine. If you have any issues or things you want to fix, give Wiggins Construction or Home Improvement a call. They'll come out. They'll give you a good estimate. They'll take care of you. Uh, they've done the studio here. They've done a lot of work around for Redline. Um, they do bathrooms, kitchens, windows, door siding, so much more. They do residential and commercial for you business owners out there. Give Will a call today at 440-731-7654 and tell them Team Redline sent you. When I say tool, what comes to mind? Uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. See, for me, I think of Baker Mayfield and his attitude. But you know what else? <laughs> you know what else I think of? What's that? I think of Dynatech because they're testified by many satisfied customers. Their diamond saw blades are the fastest cutting and longest lasting. Customer satisfaction is how they measure success at Dynatech. Their engineers are always available to help you troubleshoot and solve a problem on your job site. They have saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, tile saws, and other construction equipment. Give them a call. They stand by their product. Some of the best in the business. You're going to want to, any, any saw blade in your future, go to Dynatech. Any help with construction, with heavy-duty shit like that, with saws, doing gravel, yard work, doing pavings, shit like that, go to Dynatech. Give them a call, 1-800-446-9001, or give them an email at sales at Dynatech.com. Or go to Dynatech.com, I'm sorry, sales at Dynatech.com or visit their website at Dynatech.com. I got caught up saying Dynatech.com too much there. It's like a tongue twister. It really so is. So I've got no good transition to this, but I do want to mention that Redlines has an award-winning sponsor on our show. You know who those who's guys that? are? Bad Juju. 
Get the fuck out of here. They just won an award last week. I'm, I forget the name of the award. Tim, help me here if you know the name of the award. But they just won an award for, I think, best cover band. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I best. I believe they just uh, beat Ohio front. State. They are the best damn band in the land. Best damn band in the land. Bad Juju out here doing amazing concerts and shows. I, I have yet to get out to see one, but I do want to get out and watch one concert. I heard nothing but great things about them. Uh, but they are the official band of Redline Radio. Give Dan a call to come out. They'll, you can book them at your, you have a bar, you have a restaurant, you have a wedding, a bar mitzvah, anything you want to get them at. I'm sure they'll come out and play some songs for you. Uh, give them a call, 440-225-0511. Um, award-winning, award-winning band. Now, Baker Mayfield might be a little short in stature. Obviously, he would love to grow. That's just not going to happen. Speaking of growing, though, Growing Wings Adult Services are the official sponsor of studio number two here. State of the art, beautiful. Look at this green screen behind us. You can't see it. It looks black to you, but it's green. Trust me. Uh, give Lisa a call, though. They have seven years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. Call her at 234-334-7547 and thank them for all their help with the state-of-the-art studio here we're in. Uh, that's going to do it for ads. I wanted to sneak those in. I did all four. You literally snuck it in. I snuck them in. I did all four. Had a joke you, about Baker. You're keeping me on, I worked my toes that in on, over on here. the fly. That's what I do. I actually, if you look at my page here before I, I left my house, I made an arrow. I wasn't going to do ads until after all that stuff, but I was like, I want to use the word tool for Baker or, or trash and then talk about fits. So I put the arrow. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do that. I, I like the not warning me. I like to sneak no, in. That's why I, do it. I like, I like the transitions. Perfect. I, to show you how unprofessional I am, I forgot that I was going to transition that. So I didn't even have the paperwork ready either. <laughs> so I just started talking about fits and I'm like, I don't fucking remember. We don't plan need, any of this shit. This is how good we are. We're just, we're on the fly here. But that's yeah, all if you're do. listening to this, if you're watching the show, obviously you can see me shuffling the papers and whatnot. But if you're listening to the audio only, then you just heard of a flawless advertisement. Uh, ad, ad yeah, I think right we, I think we knocked it out of the fucking park. That was really well done. All right. Uh, now that we're done speaking, with ads. Speaking of knocking out. Oh, we're not going to that. Never mind. Damn it. I've been a hell of a transition. So speaking of knocking out of the park. We can. Oh, boom. Sliding speaking right of knocking in. out of the park. Mr. 700. That is right. Albert Pujols, ladies and gentlemen, hit his 700th home run. Jesus. At the end of his final season in Major League Baseball. Talk about a story that writes itself. Or a story that fixes itself because I'm calling shenanigans on Major League Baseball. I wish Conspiracy Carl was here with me right now because there's uh -oh. no fucking way this is legal. This is real. There's no way they're not using a corked bat, juiced balls. He's uh -huh. on roids. The fucking fix is in. It's so <laughs> fake. Congrats to Pujols on 700. It's a nice story, but it's such fucking bullshit. There's Jesus, no I suggested this story thinking we're going to talk about how cool it was, and here you are fucking no, laying no, no, into no. him. Because there's too much evidence that he that it's it's all fucking fake. I have seen the video takeaways of the of the Bat Boy swap, swapping out bats every time he gives up there hits a home run. There's been people out there putting videos out. I, I kind of ignored it because I really don't give a shit. I mean, it is what it is. This guy's been around longer than I fucking... I think he's started playing baseball before I was 18 years old or whatever, and I'm fucking old as shit. No, so. he's not Babe Ruth. You're thinking of another home run king. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, but no, go ahead, continue. What's your, so cork bats, they're, they're giving so, juice balls. Go ahead. I, I think I've mentioned on the, on the show before a few weeks ago or whatever, my buddy sent me a video and he was the one who brought it to my attention. He said, he's, he's a baseball player. My friend. Yeah. Uh, he's not our fellow. Not, fellow okay. Not correct. Okay. No, no, no. Different one. He, this, this, my buddy, like legitimately could have been like a minor league baseball player. Like Got he it. played travel ball his whole life and shit. Uh, no offense. I'm not knocking Greg, um, <laughs> coach, but, but he texts me and he's just like, uh, listen to this home run pool holes hit. He's like, that is not what a ball coming off a bat sounds like. This does no not shit. sound normal. So he sent me a link. I clicked the link literally two minutes after he sends it. I click it. I'm trying to watch the video. The video got taken down. No. And it wasn't some like random person on Facebook posted the video it was an MLB.com. They posted this video as a little like tribute to pool holes home run. 
and they the video got taken down almost immediately because people could tell that it was fucking fake. And I said, the video's gone. What happened? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? They took it down. I'm like, yeah, it says not available now when I click it. And he goes, the way that ball sounded hitting that bat is not a real baseball at all. Like that's so something's you, off. It's either the bat or the ball, but something was fishy about that at bat. So is, I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of nerds out there and I'm a fellow nerd too, but I don't have this much time in my hands. There has to be somebody out there who's going and watching every, these, every one of these home runs this year and watching the umpire ball to umpire from ball boy to umpire from umpire to pitcher. There has to be some kind of unique exchange going on because someone's already pointed out the bad exchange. Every time he gets that at the only, bat, only if he has an issue. You have to be at every game though. Yeah. The camera can cut away. So you have to be in person at every so game. You're saying and you have to have a perfect angle to see, excuse me, bats and balls and this and that moving from dugouts and everything like that. So it would be really hard to do if you're, if, unless you're solely there to look for that. Yeah. So that would answer my next question that was going to be asked of you was, then what's more impressive this year, the 700 mm -hmm. or what judge is going for right now, tying uh, the record? Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, I play statistics and I kind of think or thought I should say uh, Aaron judge has got to hit a home run soon, right? To keep, go, keep going on this record. He hasn't hit one in a while. He, so the next home run he gets, he ties, right? But I'm saying he hasn't hit one in a, in a while. So yep. yesterday I, I, I went, uh, I bet some, some chips, if you will, on a website to couple chips, couple chips that he was going to hit a home run tonight. Last night, he did not do it. Oh. So I lost that money. I still have money. But he played in a hell of a game last night. Yeah. He did. He got he got walked a couple times. They're purposely not pitching to him, etc. Um, but tonight I did the same thing. I threw a little bit more money down on him hitting a home run. So far, he has not done it. It's the top of the fourth. He is zero for two. So I um, think you're onto something because uh, that was. I kind of uh, just feel like he's going to hit one eventually, and as long as I'm not overspending, I'm not going to. I'm not going to blow my money. You know what I mean? Like eventually I'll win it back. Well, I think you have a good chance because they've clinched. So now they're officially in the playoffs. Yeah, now he's just going for this. And, I, and I believe now his entire goal is to just fucking swing free now. Oh, Steve heard one too, that they're tipping. They were tipping pitches to bull holes, which would make sense. But for me, it was the sound. My buddy heard it. I did not hear it. I don't have any evidence of that, but he said, and he, again, he's played baseball his whole life. He was like, that does not sound like a normal ball hitting a bat. It just seems And then weird. all of a sudden Al Albert Pujols found this new, he found the fountain of youth. He, he was the home run derby, man. He got he got it back at the home run was, derby. He should have gone to the glue factory two, three years ago, and he kept playing, even though he wasn't doing shit. Now he's about to break a record, and all of a sudden he's hitting home runs left and right out of nowhere. It's it's really fucking fishy to me. So I'm I'm, I'm going to answer my own question and say I think what's more impressive is the judge judge thing this year. Um, we don't know if he has steroids. We don't know whatever. Obviously, he's probably passed a million tests. I'm sure he's gotten tested a million times. Um, then again, Bonds never failed a test either, but. It's one of those. Hey, do you you think they're testing Aaron Judge, the face of baseball? Do you really think Major League Baseball is going to risk fucking that up? I mean, unless we're completely now saying that Major League Baseball is a fucking mob ran business that they're not up and up and up, and up a little 100%, bit. One hundred percent, it's a dying sport. I love baseball, but baseball is a dying sport. So you uh, think they're potential? They're, they're they're rightfully putting out there these juice balls and everything just to get something to talk about. When was the most exciting year of baseball that you can oh, remember? Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, the yeah. summer of the home run with yeah. those two. What happened this year? Pull holes, quest to 700. Uh, Aaron Judge, quest to the most home yeah. runs for a, an, an American League batter in history. All of a sudden, God people, damn, you're right. Conspiracy people Carl are invested in baseball. People are back invested because there's some fishy shit going Conspiracy on. Conspiracy Carl, needs, he's probably itching right now to get out here. And was it, what, two, two, three years ago, something like that? Justin Verlander, they changed the makeup of the balls a little bit. Yeah. And Verlander complained and said, like, this is horrible. This is going to make it so much easier for the hitters. Yeah. All of a sudden, long balls are happening again. Baseball's starting to get a little more traction. Yeah, he's, I think he's like 21 or 20 home runs above the next closest person, which I think is Schwarber right now, I believe. Yeah. 
It's so but he's he's blowing everybody away. It's, it's it has been a very interesting season in baseball. I will say I agree with you. It's been one of the most watched seasons probably. Think um, about it. Think I like I like your theory. I like the theory. I do. But either way, if he does break the record, congratulations. I think was it Roger Maris is the most. Uh, yeah, the most in American 60, League. I think, it was. I think 62 61. is the record. He has no 61 is the record. Yeah, 62 would break 60 the record. Right now, yeah. 62 would break the record. So I hope he gets it. I hope you win your chips back. But uh, yeah, I would I would say right now, I think Aaron Boone probably just took the uh, um, the handcuffs off and said, you know what? Fuck it. Just swing away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to it. I mean, we'll never know. I just feel like that Albert Pujols' newfound strength and, and newfound youth isn't it's not just black and white i think there's something behind the scenes speaking of not black and white i fucking saw it coming the phoenix suns <laughs> as soon as you said that i'm like oh fuck here i was we thinking go. like how am i gonna work this that's in? a good that was a good a, segue we're on the transitions tonight i tell you uh the sun's owner uh i forgot his name honestly i don't even remember yeah, um i don't know not relevant to me tim you want to make up a name for him White man Magoo. White man Magoo. There As you, you can go. see, White man Magoo right White there. Man Magoo. His, uh, looks like a he's got a Nokia razor or whatever, a Motorola razor flip phone. <laughs> uh, White man Magoo. He was was or I guess is still the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He is in a little bit of hot water because apparently I I read a lot about the story. I can't remember. I can't believe I don't. I forgot his name. Um, there it is, Robert, Robert Sarver. Sarver. Yeah, Robert Sarver, the owner. I like White Man Magoo better, so we'll just call him White Man Magoo. White Man Magoo works. So White Man Magoo um, is in hot water because some shit started coming out recently about him using the N-word, about him making inappropriate sexual jokes. Not even sexual, but just... He was only retelling stories, sir. Yeah, and some <laughs> of the stories I read were actually kind of funny, but like it made me realize... <laughs> it made me realize this guy, like, you, you can't be yourself nowadays now the one thing i will not condone him using the n-word that is a big no-no and at least that's how i feel uh, i'm sure what the fuck dude of course that's how i feel too <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we talked about this on timbuk tuesday every tuesday 68 um and we we said we wondered how he used the n-word because if he said oh that nigga can shoot uh that nigga can score oh look at that nigga play like we might have been like uh, I mean, it's a little questionable, but like it was like endearment. Like, <laughs> so, so did you see what the stories were, Tim? I did not. I didn't look into it so that the, hard. The two things that I saw today, the first one being, uh, after the, oh, like the third game of the season in the 2016 season, right after the Cavs won the championship, the Golden State Warriors beat the shit out of the Suns and Draymond Green obviously played. So he went into the locker room after we went into the coaches meeting after, and he was bitching about Draymond Green. And he said, why the fuck can Draymond run up and down the court saying end of this, end of that? And he's saying this. And there's a coach on the staff who's like black and and, and Puerto Rican, I think they said, looked right at Robert Sarver. And he's like, don't say that. Like, you cannot say that. And he's like, why? Did Draymond Green can yell it all up and down the court. Why can't I? So that that's crazy. You can't just go do that. He He's now rebuttaled Robert Sarver. Sarver and he's come out and said, he said, no, no, no. I said N-word. I did not say the actual thing. I said, why is Draymond yelling the N-word all up and down the court? So the ex coach is the one claiming that he's saying he was saying a hard R or whatever. Um, and we won't know the truth on that. Then there's another story that came out that he went and was meeting with some of the players and was trying to say it to like be cool to fit in with them. So I think the problem <laughs> with this guy, honestly, is that he wants so fucking badly to just be accepted and liked that he just tries to be the funny guy in the room and has no idea like how to not be doesn't a fucking read the temperature idiot. very well and it just not even that just doesn't know like the lines to not cross he's fucking using Magoo. he's using the n-word around 
the the black athletes that he's employing, thinking that's going to like get, win him win them over. I think is what he was going for. I assume uh, there were other stories. There was a woman who was well, he's made some sexual comments too. There was a woman who was pretty pregnant. I think she was about due, if I'm not mistaken. And it was right around the time Phoenix was hosting the All Star Game. So this woman was set to like set things up and this and that. And he made a joke to her and said, "No, you you won't be here for that. You'll be at home. You have to breastfeed and be with your baby." <laughs> So I think he's just trying to be funny. Then the I others, mean, I think that's not that's not worse than oh, you you must be baking a nigga baby. I yeah, mean, I exactly. That's not that bad. Just telling the woman like, oh, you're gonna be home breastfeeding. Like that's just that's science. What do women do when they have kids? Did you for just the most say part? baking a baby? Yeah, I mean, bunning up. I yeah, it. okay. That's yeah. like it all adds up. <laughs> I've been I've been watching too many true crime shows lately. Like baking a baby's not far fetched right now. Could happen. Uh spoiler alert for Kyle's just a tip. Ah, uh, yeah, with the leading um, tip. And then the other one that I loved, I loved this story. It was uh, the, the Suns had Blake Griffin's brother, Taylor Griffin, for a little bit. It was like training camp, whatever. And Taylor, Taylor Griffin was a like a weightlifter. He was a big jack dude, spent, spent a, a lot of time in the gym. <clears throat> uh, the owner walks into the gym to work out also and sees him working out and then looks down and notices uh, Taylor Griffin's legs were smooth as fuck. So he's just like, you shave your legs? And Taylor Griffin was like, yeah, I actually do. And then he's like, oh, do you shave your balls too? <laughs> like that to me is just dudes talking to dudes. Like I don't really find that offensive or mean, but that's a story that's coming out now is like a, this guy was so inappropriate. If the NBA, if the NBA ever did an investigation on the last, like, you know, 15 years or however long he's owned the team, they're like, Oh, they're not going to like what they find. But it's like, why did everyone keep it under the rug for so long though? That's my biggest concern. Yeah. What, what, what blew the top on this story? Like what, what made that I don't actually know. I didn't really pay attention to I mean, was there the something that was there something was? that took place that just made this come out? Because if this has been going on for years, then somebody has been, somebody has been okay with it. And then something must've happened for it to come and out. They interviewed James Jones, who is the GM of the Suns, former Cavalier, Mr. Champion. James um, Jones. Yeah. Uh, but they interviewed him about it and he, he's still the GM of the, the Suns, and he came out right away and he goes that, the stories I'm hearing does not represent the man that I met because to me, he's never been nothing but professional and like great to be around. Right. He said that nigga got some smooth legs. That's what he said in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was behind closed doors. I don't think that should be a big deal. So, so they, they came out and they, they suspended him for a year. And then of course people tried to draw a line from him. To they're, the, they're basically trying to force him to sell the team. Well, he is right now. He is, yeah. he is selling the team. And then um, they tried to draw a line from him to, uh, was it silver? Uh, not silver. What's the guy that owned the Clippers? Oh, I forgot his name. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Sterling that's it. So then Sterling like, Silver, you were close. Sterling Silver, yeah, I was, yeah, I was close. Samson Simpson, Samsonite. I was way off. So uh, Samson. <laughs> so they they tried to draw like a line to that, and then like the M uh, NBA came out and said, no, there's they're not comparable. They're bad, but they're not comparable because of how the context that this guy was saying things or items was was not the same or even on the same level as him. So and, and Donald Sterling's was on tape, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, he Robert got, he got whitewatered over is there. It's just a, a rumor, if I'm not mistaken, right? There's not actual proof of him saying these things. But here's the thing: is I think LeBron came out and said something. What last LeBron week. was like, the league needs to make a change. Yeah. And then as soon as they announced course, he's selling, LeBron's like, hell yeah, changes are happening. Yep. So LeBron basically said, make this guy sell the team, and the NBA yeah. is going to do whatever LeBron says. Pretty much. So but, uh, either way, I, so now now you got he's going to I mean. Look at it. He's going to sell both teams. He's going to get a fucking pretty penny for it and then go retire and enjoy the rest of his life. So. I, I personally feel like, don't get me wrong, the N-word, if, if that's all true, then sure. it's Agree. despicable. He should be out of the NBA. Agree. Um, if he's getting fired for or being forced to sell a team, I mean, poor him. He's going to make a couple billion when he sells the Suns. So it's not like he's going to be like, woe is me. It's I mean, not ruining his life. Was, was he rapping a song like... <laughs> Push these niggas off me, like, huh? Like, no, not even saying that. Like, does he look which, like someone who could put that out there pretty correctly? I mean, too? at a karaoke night, yes, yes, he does. 
Let's be honest. He's that old man at the bar, like trying to read the teletron, like not even uh, keeping up with it. The teleprompter, not keeping up with it, messing all the words up. To me, that just looks like Chipper when he complains about the Super Bowl games. That's the phone or call the he Super, made. The Super Bowl halftime show. That's that, Chipper right there. <laughs> Can we say that emoji? That's what who's, the phone. Who's this Rihanna? It's supposed to be Metallica. Don't you know middle-aged men love Metallica? We want to hear Metallica at Super Bowl. <laughs> That's Chipper literally live in action right there. That looks like Chipper, though. <laughs> oh. You know he's got a cup of milk right there. He's ready to yell at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> milk that's insure that's the bedtime snack before you go to sleep i just assume he microwaves milk chipper's a microwave milk kind of guy okay it's a little, little warm milk before bed all right uh but yeah we want to talk about that a little bit because that was some good good shit happening in the uh, the world of the nba but without further ado we are going to move on to week four picks kyle i'm going to let you start us off this week for a specific reason. Hold on, I, I got to watch that scroll across the bottom. What's that say? Kyle's winning by two games I now. think it, it, Tim needs to add something in and put <laughs> two it's, games. It's early. It's early. It'll be fine. Hey, this is two weeks in a row I've had to lead. I didn't have a lead at all the last couple of years. So. so I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. You actually never have taken a lead. Nope. So that's why I'm, I'm not worried about it at all because there's so much season left. And that explains why you're so happy about it. I'm so fucking pumped right That's now. That's why Kyle came in yelling the N-word a bunch earlier. He was so ch- so was, jazzed it up. A, it was a soft A, not a hard R. Calm he down. Came, he came. He's straight from the dry cleaners with his clan garb on. He's all ready to go. <laughs> he he's did going, come in and say, what's up, my nigga, Tim? <laughs> yeah, I thought I heard that. I heard a much harder R, though, but I don't know. I was coming up the stairs. It was all muffled. I had my hood up when I walked in. Tim out fell out of his chair. <laughs> he was eating food. He's like, God damn, not Rightfully this again. so. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to start off with the picks. I completely forgot that there is a... 9 30 a.m london game so we'll do that we'll, the, we'll do those two and then we're gonna keep get out of the one o'clock game what's so. the 9 30 london game the... we'll get to it you oh. start us off with the uh dolphins and Bengals. so here's Thursday the night football first asterisk game yes um i'm going to if Tua plays um I'm, I'm taking the dolphins here i think dolphins are just playing good football right now and like we talked about earlier i we don't know who cincinnati is i don't think cincinnati knows who cincinnati is right now um but if Tua plays, I'm taking the Dolphins. If Tua is out because of his back injury, and I'm throwing the quotes up, then I'm gonna I'll take Cincinnati at home. And plus, those uniforms are wearing on, on Thursday. They look pretty slick. I'm not gonna lie, they all white. I don't like them. Uh, of course thing. you don't. You don't, don't like, like anything. Them. I don't. I just fuck, <laughs> like, fuck the Bengals. You're like the, the old man. Guy. You're like, oh, get off my lawn. Fuck those jerseys. <laughs> fuck the white. I don't give a shit about that. Fuck the white. I hate it. Yeah. Fuck the white. <laughs> Fuck Rob Sarver. Fuck the Walt. Fuck the Whites. <laughs> you're like you're like what's his face off the uh, the show where you're blind and you're, you're racist. As I'm fuck. Clayton Bigsby from the Chappelle Show. <laughs> we can't understand you. Go back to your country, white power. That's one of my favorite skits of all time. Dave Chappelle's a fucking legend. Uh, um, but yeah, so give but, me give me the Dolphins of two of plays if not I'll take Cincy. I am with Kyle on that one. I am going with the three and zero Miami Dolphins. They look like they're a good team. They just beat the Bills, who are you know arguably one of the best teams in the AFC. And I think Cincinnati will be no contest to them if they can play to their full potential. But it really depends on Tua's health. Um, I also think their defense is going to get to Joe Burrow a lot because Joe Burrow's offensive line looks like complete shit again. As Kyle mentioned earlier in the episode, Joe Mixon struggling this year so far. <laughs> I don't think he wakes it up against the Dolphins defense, but we'll see. But I also am going with Miami, assuming Tua plays. You know, if Tua uh, does not play, our picks will will be switched to the Bengals. Let everybody know that now in advance. Yep. You know, Clayton Bisbee allegedly left his wife because she was 
a nigga lover. Yeah, that's the best ending of that. They were like, when we asked Clayton why he divorced his wife, <laughs> I won't repeat it, but you guys know the rest. Go home, go home and watch that shit. That's just, two weeks in a row we've used uh, Chappelle references. Just go by watch the way. I love the Chappelle this. show over because it's I, worth I fucking love it. watching. That's, that's my, arguably my favorite show of all time. The I love sketch comedy and Dave Chappelle's. That was legendary. Him and Neil Brendan, they were so fucking smart together. Just get on the plane where he wants to order. Was it pork chops? And all they had is fried chicken or yeah. some shit like that. I fucking love that show. I'm just, it's on Netflix. I think I'm just going to go home and binge it. Uh, then we go to Jolly Old London. We're going across the pond. We have London. a 930 morning game. Uh, I'm excited to wake up and watch football first thing a Sunday morning. And that is the Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. Minnesota had to make a pretty heroic comeback against the Minnesota, the Detroit Lions. And the Saints got embarrassed by the uh, Carolina Panthers. Not their offense. Baker didn't do shit. I'm going to preface that. I want everybody to know that. Um, One of these weeks, we'll not talk about Baker, I promise. Probably not. As long as he's the 33rd rated quarterback in the NFL, how the fuck am I not going to talk about that guy? Because I was right for years. I took so much shit from you fuckers at home about Baker Mayfield. I will rub it in your face every single day. Just because that's who I am as a person. So deal with it. Every time you talk about Baker, I just want to play violin sounds. I love it. I the knowing how sad it makes people when I tell them I'm right, Baker sucks. Like they just have to accept reality. I wish this was like a he'll be the 35th ranked uh, president, 35th ranked quarterback when uh when uh, Watson comes back because Jacoby will now move down that list. Yeah, and Jacoby's gonna be ahead of him. Yeah, Baker honestly does create his own content. What do you do? I'm off the leash week one. What's he done so far without a leash? He's been the 33rd ranked quarterback, so maybe he does need a fucking leash. That's why dogs need leashes, everybody. He is the PSA for keeping things on leashes. Children, dogs, Baker Mayfield, put him on a fucking leash. Put him on a fucking leash. That's a good t-shirt idea. Thinking about it. I'll call GV Artwork or Homage or whatever and see what they're up to. Um, but I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to uh, beat the Saints. The Saints are banged up. They were missing a lot of people last week, which I didn't know about in advance of the picks. Um, Jameis Winston has a bunch of rib injuries or something like that. So I don't know what's going on. Um, give me the Vikings though. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, I thought the Vikings were going to be a great team this entire year. Um, they kind of shit the bed under the lights that one night, but, um, I think Kirk cousins and the team, I think they get it done, especially against the saints. Give me the Vikings in this one too. All right. Next up, we are going to do the Steelers and the jets. That game is in Pittsburgh. Zach Wilson is back. Uh, Tim, if you could cut to Kyle, we have a special guest. So I thought long and hard about this one. And when I say long and hard, I'm referencing You're good. my penis. Then lies and lies are being detected. Cam, there's no lie detected <laughs> here. So I thought long and hard about this one. I am not a huge fan of the Steelers. I hate picking the Steelers. I try not to pick the Steelers. And that's why I'm not fucking picking the Steelers. I'm taking the fucking Jets here. Zach Wilson's back, baby. Zach Wilson's going to come out on fire. He's going to bend over Trubisky. He's going to take that win in the Steelers' home. I think Zach Wilson gets it done. I think Garrett Wilson has it a fucking great game. I think it's going to be a win for the Jets. At least, I think I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Two touchdowns. I think it's going to be an easy win for him. But yeah, give me the fucking Jets here. It's, I'm, yeah, fuck, fuck the Steelers. Oh, hold on. We got a special guest that just walked in. Wow, I haven't seen you in like a month. It's been longer than that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Genie is back. The green screen, you know, makes my hat look a little iffy, but that's okay. It like floats above your um, head. So Jay Genie is here because I've decided Kyle and I talked during the week and we are going to set up. Uh, for those of you watching at home, you know, with our picks at the end of the year, the loser of the picks uh, battle is going to get tattooed. The winner gets to make that decision. We've decided to put it into tears. 
there's five tiers from really bad, which could be anything from like you get a dick tattoo, you know, you don't know. And it slowly goes down to tier four, five, four, three, two, one. The only way to go down a tier. What or, if you want a dick tattoo, though? I'm confused. You don't get to pick. Oh, so don't tell anybody what you want or what you don't want, because it's only going to fuel the fire and, and make me think of things. Um, <laughs> but I decided that what I'll do every week is Jay Genie's going to show up and we're going to do bold predictions. Mm. And a lot of people, there's there's a misconception out there that genies can only grant wishes. But what genies can do, they're so fucking magical. They're going to tell you the future. And this genie sees two interceptions from Mr. Zachary Wilson this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That is my J genie tattoo, bold pick, whatever the fuck. We don't have a name for this segment yet, but that's what we're doing. We're making bold statements. Kyle will have one as well. J genie, of course, starts it off though with Zach Wilson. We'll have two interceptions this Sunday. So if that that's happens, a bold that's a bold pick. If that happens, then I drop down to tier four. If you get it wrong, if your bold prediction doesn't happen, you don't move. You stay. You, you don't stay move back. Yeah, you stay wherever you're at. But if I you like get it, it right, you get to move up. And you like obviously it. you want to be at tier one by the end of the season. But you have to make kind of bold predictions. You can't just come out and say, like, I think Nick Chubb rushes for 100 yards. That happens every fucking week. You got to say something predict. that doesn't happen every week. So I am going with Zach Wilson. We'll throw two interceptions to the number. Um, I guess we didn't really work this out in advance. But if he throws three, <laughs> we'll count it because he threw at least two. I guess it will start at the bare minimum if you pick a number thing like that. So at I'm least, go with, at he'll least throw at two least two interceptions is what I'll Got say. It. And that's not going to include fumbles. Like, it's not two turnovers. I'm saying two interceptions. He will throw them. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Mike Tomlin's going to outcoach Robert Sala. The Jets, I think the Browns fucked themselves so bad week two. They should never have lost that game. The Jets are clearly the worst team in football. So... Uh, I'm going with Pittsburgh winning this game just because Pittsburgh's looked a little competitive in all of their games so far this year, even though their talent's a little lacking. Um, but I just think coach versus coach, these are two average teams, shitty teams. It's in Pittsburgh. Give me the home team. Give me the the Hall of Fame head coach. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Can't wait to take that three-game lead. Yeah, let me know how that goes. <laughs> uh, your prediction, uh, I forgot what it was. It's going to come... How many games? You don't have to give any spoilers. Just give me a heads up. For what? You are, oh. you are bold. Prediction. Oh, my, mine was the Jacksonville Jaguars. We can go to that one right now. If you yeah, want we to. can do that one. Then I, That's what I was going to say. Let's try to cover that as long as it's both one o'clock. So we'll do that. Then uh, Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Indian or the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Kyle is going to go ahead and take this one so away. My, my, his pick and bold prediction. So I'm going to take off the hat. I'll start with my pick. My pick this week is pretty simple. Eagles, I think, are the best team in football. Um, I, I don't see them losing many games this year. I think they're going to be a lock, not a lock, but, but I mean a lock for a deep run in the playoffs at least. Um, great, great team. However, my bold pick of the week is I think Trevor Lawrence is going to stay on that hot streak. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to say that he throws three touchdowns against that Eagles defense. That's that's a bold predict because, I mean, we all know how good the defense is for the Eagles. One of the best I, in football. I think he throws three touchdowns this week. I still think they lose, but three touchdowns. Mark it down. Trevor Lawrence, bold pick for Kyle this week. All right, so you're going. I'm going to go. Uh, you're picking the Eagles I though, to win? I picked the Eagles okay. to win. I want to make sure I got that written down right. Pick the Eagles to win that one, but I'm taking three touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence as my bold pick for the week. Three passing touchdowns. Three correct. passing touchdowns. Okay. All right, and then I will write down. Z I swear to Christ, if that motherfucker throws two touchdowns and runs one in, I'm killing somebody. Yeah, because that doesn't count. It's got to be three guys touchdowns. All right. Uh, next up in the games, we are back. We will go in order here. You want to make your pick on that too? or? Oh, did I not? I said Philly. Uh, I'm taking Philly. Okay, I wrote right. it down. So I, I, I was assuming, but okay. Yeah, I'm going with Philly in that one. Uh, next up, we have the Buffalo Bills taking on the 
Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. It could be a fucking great game. You have Lamar Jackson, who Kyle just said is having an MVP kind of season. You have the Buffalo defense who are without their safeties. I don't know <coughs> if they're getting one back this week. I know they're Micah Hyde is obviously out for the year. Uh, or was it Poyer? No, it's Hyde that's out. Yeah. Poyer just missed the game. Right. Uh, so they should get Poyer back. I'm really not too positive on their uh, their injury report. Uh, that'll be huge against the Ravens. And again, the Ravens didn't look that good against Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. Uh, Devontae Parker torched them. Imagine what Stephon Diggs is going to do against that defense. Uh, they just lost a defensive lineman. I forgot his name off the top of my head, but they just uh, put somebody on the IR. The, the Ravens did. Their defense is in shambles. I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills here. I think they're going to bounce back and win. I think they're not going to make as many mistakes as they made against Miami. Um, I think they're going to be able to contain Lamar a little bit more. I still think he'll get his. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think the Bills are going to win this one. I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. Same. I'm going Buffalo here. I, I think last year, did they 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 when they played them last year, they beat them last year, right? I think Buffalo beat the Ravens last year. Couldn't tell you. I, 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 I could have swore they did, and they, they I, I could have swore the defense locked down Lamar a little bit. But no, give me the Bills here. I think the Bills are just too good of a team. And now you got Von Miller coming off yeah. the edge, going yeah. after Lamar Jackson. It's I don't going, think he's I mean, going to have many opportunities to run like he's had in the past couple games. The Patriots don't have really anybody on defense. Like The, yeah. the only defensive player that I, I know the name of off the top of my head is Mac Wilson, and that's because he's a former Brown. And he wasn't very good. So that's that should tell no. you something about their defense no. and why Lamar Jackson had so much success. Yeah, no, I think the Bills win this one. It's gonna be a fun game to watch for sure. I just I just think the Bills get the get the win at the end. And, and again, like I said earlier with the the Patriots, they had three interceptions by Mac Jones, a, a huge fumble. Um, I believe it was Devontae Parker when he was running like a he had like 40 yards on a reception and then they knocked the ball out. Um so if it weren't for those four turnovers, the Ravens probably are going to lose to the Patriots last weekend. It's just obviously turnovers matter. They make a huge difference. I'll give the Ravens some credit, but honestly, they were just bad plays. Fumble is just being lazy with the football, and most of Mac Jones's interceptions were just terrible passes. Like it wasn't really anything the defense did. It was <clears throat> Mac Jones just making horrible decisions. Um, I think Josh Allen's a million times better than Mac Jones, and I think he's going to light up this shitty Ravens defense because their defense really isn't that good. So give me the Bills. Uh, next up, the Washington Commanders are taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Cooper Rush, 2-0. and This is an interesting game because the Commanders aren't very good, and the Cowboys, I don't really know what to make of them because they're without Dak Prescott, but they're actually looking okay, but they haven't really faced anybody great. So I thought I saw that Dak is on his way back almost. Not this week, maybe not this week, but next week. I think they're, they're, he might practice this week. I don't know. Um, when he got hurt, I the first thing I thought was it was going to be at least like four games. I thought, right? So yeah, this, this will be game three, right? So I this was a back and forth game in my mind. It was it was really hard to lock in on this one, but I hate both these teams. But yeah, I, I, I took Dallas in the end. I think Dallas at home gets it done. Um, it's it's not going to be a great game to watch, but I think Dallas wins this one. I do I do um, like Cooper. Cooper Rush is doing pretty good things down there. Cooper Rush is doing really well. Yeah, uh, for me, the the can't miss must watch player on that field is going to be Micah Parsons. That yeah. kid is fun as fuck to watch. Uh, I think he is going to have a field day. He is going to... Carson Wentz, I, I'm, I'm a fan personally. Uh, I know, obviously, his career is kind of flushing down a toilet now, but uh, Carson Wentz turns the ball over a lot. He fumbles a lot. He panics a little bit with pressure. I think Micah Parsons <clears throat> is going to get to him. He's going to probably get a couple strip sacks. Uh, he's going to make life hell for Carson Wentz on uh, Sunday afternoon. And with that being said, give me the Dallas Cowboys because defense overall, defense wins championships. Mm -hmm. I'm going with... Dallas. Uh, then we have the Seahawks against the Lions. Two shitty teams. One team with a little bit of heart. One team with a, a head coach whose heart is about to stop because Pete Carroll's like 75 years old and on the end uh, he's definitely teeing off on the back nine if you catch my drift. 
the Seahawks looked as about as lively as Pete Carroll the last couple of weeks after they beat Russell Wilson. Uh, pretty easy pick for me here. I am going with the Detroit Lions at home. I, I think Seattle truthfully may not win another game this year. Uh, they're that bad. If they couldn't get past the Falcons last week, I don't know many other teams are going to be able to get past. So I think the Lions are a much better team. The Lions play with more heart. Uh, give me the Lions. Yeah, I like the Lions. Um, <clears throat> I think the Lions are fun to watch this year. I mean, I have two players on my team out there, out there and they're doing pretty well so far. Um, but yeah, I think the Lions win this one. I think pretty easily too. Going down south. Speaking of this episode's full of racism. Uh, let's go down to Houston where there's a lot of that, I'm sure. Uh, Houston Texans are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chargers, I still really don't know if uh, Justin Herbert's going to play. Again, he got that shot before the game. And for at those least, of you that don't remember... Poke long. That's good. Yeah. Um, poor, poor friend friend of us, or a, a friend of the show, because Terod Taylor was a, a member of the Browns, so I consider any ex-Browns quarterback a friend. Uh, Terod Taylor went to the Chargers. Justin Herbert's rookie season. And the only reason Justin Herbert saw the field was because they were giving a cortisone shot to Tarod Taylor and they punctured his lung and he sued the fuck out of the doctor. And I think he won money and shit. And uh, how's that doctor still there? It's amazing. So before they did the, the shot to the ribs for Herbert, they had to make him like sign a waiver and like do all the shit. So it's kind of crazy that that's the, the, the depths they have to go to just to get proper medical help from their team doctors. But I digress. Uh, he looked like shit. The Jacksonville Jaguars just beat the hell out of them. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of that. Was that because the, the the Chargers were all banged up? Because Rashawn Slater got hurt? Because Joey Bosa got hurt? Because Justin Herbert's less than 50%? Or the Jaguars legit? I don't know. They're a playoff contending team, dude. They they very well could be. They they Right now, they're the division winners yeah. In, yeah. in the South. That's so a that's very ugly lie. division. Uh, but this is a team that the Los Angeles Chargers that most people have pegged to not only be a playoff team, but actually compete and contend and be potentially a Super Bowl contender. Uh, so they really need to step their shit up because you can't lose back-to-back weeks against the Chargers. And then, I mean, really, they'd be on a three-game losing streak, not the Chargers, I'm sorry, against the Jaguars and the Texans because they also lost to the Chiefs in week two. So the Chargers right now are one and two. Do they get to one and three facing a, a Houston team who is winless? I say no. Give me, even though they're banged up, give me the Chargers. Or was that your pick? It probably was, but fuck it. <laughs> we don't fucking care about rules. We just yeah. do whatever we want to. Here. I, I was on a roll. I, I couldn't help myself. It's hard to step in the tracks, man, when you're going. So. Choo-choo. Um, yeah, I, I take the Chargers here, too. I think it's... I just don't see the Texans winning many games this year. Um, but yeah, give me the Chargers. To be fair, because I'm a good person, I'll give Kyle the next two. Oh, he gets the pick first. Nice. So next up, we are going to stay in the AFC South. We have the Titans against the Colts. A little AFC South in-division matchup. Uh pretty easy pick for me but I, i'll let you go yeah so i mean we all talked about how shitty the colts were the week before last and they came out last week and beat the one of the best teams in the league and do you ride that high and think you can take down another team that's pretty decent i don't think so give me the titans in this one yeah give me the titans i think last week was a fluke for the colts uh the chiefs had a had kicker they already caught him they signed a new kicker because theirs was hurt uh he missed a bunch of field goals and extra points and shit i think i, I read that i didn't actually watch the game uh, they released him already. Um, they had Frank Clark, he, who made some sort of derogatory comment towards Matt Ryan that nobody knows what he said. And they had a huge unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. That he called Mr. Magoo. He called him. Yeah, he called him Mr. White Man Magoo. <laughs> and uh, he, it was a it was a 15 yard unsportsmanlike penalty. It kept the, the drive going for the Colts and it, it cost the Chiefs a chance to make a comeback. Um, so I think it was a fluke. 
I don't really think the Colts have figured anything out. Jonathan Taylor didn't even practice today. He's banged up. I don't know if you saw that. So what a he, letdown of a season. Oh, there's a, there's a fantasy letdown. Yeah, we didn't yeah, talk about it. He's him. another one. He was probably taken number one by most people. Yeah. And, and his season, even Christian McCaffrey, too, he's not doing much. And he's he was probably a top five pick. Anybody who people, drafted so. him top five needs deserves what they get. Yeah, unfortunately, you just, I mean, Nick Chubb looked pretty good behind, behind Baker. It's not always Baker that hurts the running backs. It's just McCaffrey, I think, is done for. But we'll talk about that another day. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Titans on this one. I think they kind of figured some shit out. They lost. They got blown out by the Bills, but they've been in every other game. The week one was a tight loss for them to the Giants. It was kind of fluky. Uh, last week, they win a tight one against the the Raiders. And I think this week they get a pretty easy win against the Colts. So yeah. we're both going Tennessee. Next up, Kyle leading the pack again will be the Chicago Bears against New York Giants. Both two and one. Both make you go, how the fuck are they two and one? I'll let Kyle tell you. Yeah, so I, I don't understand it either because Justin feels like fucking shit this year. Um, but no, I, I think the uh, I think the Giants win this one. It's 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 hard to pick any of these either with these teams to win a game. But I mean, the Giants are surprising. They're they're not great. I mean, what's his face? Just he's out. He tore his ACL. Sterling just Shepard ru- just ru- by yep. running down the fucking field last week. Turf. Um, but yeah, no, I think the Giants win this one. Um, give me the Giants. It's gonna be a fun game, close game. But yeah, Giants win this one in the end. Uh, poof. Yeah. I really don't even you want to flip a coin here. Yeah, this is one where I I, I would just give the Giants because the, they're at home, you know. Yeah, this is one of those 50 50 games. I take the home team. So unfortunately, I got to stick with the same pick as Kyle. I'm going to go with the Giants as well. It's hard, though. I almost kind of want to pick the Bears because they've looked decent at times. But again, they want a slop fest against the Niners and they just beat the Texans 23 to 20 in a nail biter. I don't really think they're that good of a team. Uh, the Giants offensive line looked like shit. They were destroyed and completely exposed by uh, the pass rush of the Cowboys. The Bears don't have that kind of defense. I think Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley are going to be okay. Uh, losing Sterling Shepard hurts, but you do have first-round pick Kadarius Tony last year. They drafted another wide receiver this year. I forgot his name, but they have some young wide receiver talent there. They did sign uh, last year in the offseason Kenny Galladay, who hasn't done shit for them except for collect the paycheck, but maybe he gets a little usage this week. Um, but yeah, give me the Giants in this one. Two shitty teams. I like the fact that it's setting up for you to root for the Steelers this week because that's the only difference we have so far. Uh, it's not even rooting for them. It's more so just I, I the Steelers are no longer a threat to me. Yeah. In terms of like I need them to lose every week because they're a playoff threat. Um, so when they're facing the Jets, I my friends are such big Jets fans. I, that's the kind of friend that I am. I want their team to suffer and feel the pain <laughs> that I felt as a Browns fan. So friend, I'm rooting against the Jets the almost every week. Same thing with the Seahawks. Those teams can go fuck themselves. Their quarterbacks suck. Their coaches suck. They're all going to get fired. And my friends all know where I stand on that. Uh, now we move to the 4 o'clock games. And uh, yeah, for those of you that don't are just tuning in for the first time, that's that's who I am as a person. Don't this isn't an act for the show. If you want to see my group text with my friends, I shit on Zach Wilson every chance I get. Um, we have the Cardinals at Panthers. I'll take the rain on this one. Pretty easy for me. Cardinals are going to win by a fucking a million. This is the battle of really short Oklahoma quarterbacks. You wrote down um, Baker Mayfield for the win over there. It's weird. Don't be lying now. I wrote, I think Baker is shorter than Kyler. Conspiracy <laughs> with a question mark is what I wrote on there to talk about next week. But no, I'm going with Arizona. Um, I think they will win pretty handily over the Panthers. The Panthers are a shit show. They're going to fire Matt Rule. Uh, Baker's going to get benched. It's going to be ugly in Carolina. What if he gets fired for the end of the year? He should. He he should. Realistically, yeah. I mean, if they're one in five or something like that in a few weeks, they might just say, fuck it. He's been there for three years now. Yep. No progress. They've traded away draft picks to get him Sam Darnold. They traded away draft picks to get him Baker Mayfield. They've used draft picks to get him. I, albeit uh, Matt Corral was hurt, so I'm not blaming anybody for that. But they did use a draft pick on another quarterback who is now out for the season. So 
somebody's got to take the take the blame and the owner doesn't fire himself and the players don't get fired so somebody's got to go and it's going to be Matt Rule. They're going to bring back Freddie Kitchens to uh, coach Baker down there. They should if they want some good <laughs> quotes and shitty football, which they have right now just without the quotes. Baker's been kind of quiet now that he sucks ass so, officially. So uh it's uh, not double XP weekend, it's not beta weekend for Call of Duty. So I I don't even think that would play in on, on beating a, a team like I, I just with that said, with that said, I, I I'm gonna go ahead and call the Cardinals win here. So yeah. Honestly, Kyler Murray could probably skip this game and they could let Colt McCoy play and they'd probably <laughs> still beat Baker Mayfield, if I'm being honest. So uh next up we have the Patriots and the Packers. This could have been a really good game if Mac Jones are playing, but it's gonna be Brian Hoyer against Aaron Rodgers. And I don't even know if we need to break this game down. I think we both are going to land in the same pick. Yes, Patriots. Yep, Kyle's taking Brian Hoyer. I knew that hometown. <laughs> Kyle, as you can tell, huge Mr. Hero fan. He's got the H huge. on his Huge. It's not for Hurley. That's actually huge. for Mr. Hero. Yeah, no, give me the Packers in this one. Yeah, me too. I'm going Green Bay. I think they win pretty, pretty easily. Uh, next up, we have the shitty Broncos against the shittier Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Which team's going to come out on top on this one? Uh, they cannot lose four in a row. I'm taking the Raiders here at home. Give me the Broncos. That defense, oh. that defense is really good. I think that their their defense honestly could be the, the best one. Yeah, the H is for Hoyer. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I said it was for Mr. Hero, but it's for Hoyer. <laughs> good call, Steve. I didn't even catch that. We got two different ones now. Broncos and the Steelers. Okay. All right, I'm going Denver. Kyle is going with the, the Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders. Sunday night football on NBC could potentially be, be a fun game played in Minnesota because of Hurricane whatever his name is. Uh, Ian? 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 Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Hurricane whoever the fuck uh, is coming to town in Tampa Bay and they might have to relocate the game. So you have the Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Uh, I'm excited for this matchup. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of got exposed last week against the Packers. Uh, I also think that the Chiefs may have gotten a little exposed against the Colts. Uh, could they have Losing to the Colts seems more like a fluke than losing to the Packers, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So, like, yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing to a another potential Super Bowl contender is one of those, like, okay, that was just a really good game. They lost by two points. They missed a two-point conversion. Otherwise, it could have been a tie game. Um, the Chiefs losing to the Colts is one of those head-scratching games. Who bounces back? Who's got the stronger will? I think the relocation, the storms, a lot of these guys on the team – probably have family and houses and shit down in Tampa. They're not going to have to worry about all their shit being destroyed. Mentally, they're not going to be there. Give me the Chiefs. Well, you just take the whole deep, deep dig into it. I I love that. I just take it at surf, surface uh, value. Sports, sports are mental, too. 50% mental. Don't I just I just, I just, just take it at surface value. I think the Chiefs win this one. Um, I, I don't know why. I just think they have the better team right now. I know that Tampa Bay's defense is good. Um, but yeah, taking it out of a home court, uh, home court, <laughs> home field advantage. A new um, one for Kyle. I'm just I'm just throwing out all these sports analogies. That's what I'm here for to bring entertainment here. Um, but yeah, give me the Chiefs. It's gonna be a fun game, though. I'm glad it's Sunday night primetime football. Monday night football, maybe a good game. I don't really know. Yeah. We have Aaron Donald and the Rams against the Niners at home. Um, yeah, the Tampa Bay's O line is really bad. Um, another another two teams you're just head scratching at this season right now. I mean, the Rams. Uh, I, I I told everybody going into it, week one, the Rams were not going to be there mentally. They were going to be so excited about the banner. Uh, the Bills were out to prove to the world that they were the best team in the AFC last year. They feel like they they should have been representing AFC in the Super Bowl at least. Um, I think the Rams figured it out. The Rams are going to be fine. The Niners last week, the Niners are not very good. Um, I think I think Miles is going to play. 
maybe not this week. It's still to be determined. He's supposed to be at the facility tomorrow. So I think if anything, he's only going to miss one game just based on what I've heard. I've heard there's a good chance he might play this week. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, hopefully only one week if he misses any time at all. But I, I could see Miles only missing one. We got to Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, we had the question. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, so the was sorry I missed it. How many weeks? Yeah, okay. No, I, I think so. I think he plays this week. Um, but tomorrow's going to be the tell off right there. We'll know for sure. And yep. I agree. Their their line is fucking trash. Uh, give me the Rams though in, in the Monday night game. Yeah, give me the Rams too. I think it's. I, I think the the Rams though. I mean, they're just they're still kind of. I don't know. Head scratching what they are this year. I think. I mean, I, he he goes to Cooper Cup way too many times though. Yeah, as the guy who owns Allen Robinson and Cam Akers in fantasy football, <laughs> can you fucking spread the ball a little bit more, please? Can you? I mean, I get it that I mean he when he goes to Cam, I mean uh, when he goes to <laughs> the cup, it works. But still, at the same time, it's just like goddamn. All right, we're towards the end of the show, which of course means we have to preview the Cleveland Browns game this week, and they are taking on the Atlanta Falcons potentially without Miles Garrett. Hopefully, that's not the case, but we're going to find out going forward. He's at the facility tomorrow, as I just mentioned. Uh, we'll go from there. Kevin Stefanski said today, I do not rule out players on Wednesday, which is good. That kind of leaves the door open. It could be just him fucking with the Falcons a little bit, playing mind games. Um, that's a pretty typical answer out of Kevin. It's it, like, it's, he's like a robot when it comes to questions. That's what head coaches are going to do. They're not going to tip their hand and tell anybody what's happening. They want the they want the Falcons game plan to be strategically stopping Miles Garrett and then Friday afternoon go, by the way, he's not playing. So uh, we'll see what happens. I really hope he can play. I mean, he came away with just some scratches and some some, you know, bruising and shit like that from his car accident because he drives like a fucking dick in Medina. If you're a Medina cop, please feel free to put up speed traps all over and stop him from driving like a reckless idiot. Um, Cause we need him. If he wants to drive hundred miles an hour in like June, still pushing it a little bit, maybe save that shit for like springtime uh, or just stop doing it in general. That would also be fantastic. I did not know about all the speeding tickets that Kyle brought to light about miles Garrett driving like a NASCAR driver. Pretty much Dale, Dale and hard over there. Which how I, that ended. Maybe that's going to make Chipper come back to the Browns, and he's going to be a Browns fan. Because uh, we have NASCAR drivers NASCAR in our team? stuff. <laughs> if if they told Chipper that while he wrecked, he was playing Willie Nelson, I bet Chipper would be like, "That's my. I'm buying a Miles Garrett jersey because he hates any good music. Uh, any hip hop is how I'll say it. The, the hip hop. I don't want to keep this this episode so racial themed, but yeah. Well, I mean, we've already fucking passed the point of no return, so Chip, let's just Chipper, go for it. Chipper really likes, uh, he likes lighter music, I'll say that. Does that ever, does that make sense to everybody I'm, I'm at home? I'm a fan of Kenny G music, too. It's okay. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not what I meant exactly, but I honestly, I bet he would be okay with Kenny G. Celine Dion hits for me, too. It's okay. Never, Sorry. ever. He would never, ever be a fan. Um, He's ripping through Berea. I could, I believe it. Miles Garrett seems like he drives like a fucking madman. I would probably do the same. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was young and loaded, um yeah my uh my buddy uh jory who you've met at, yeah, yeah at, lives, lives he lives he lives right down the street from the practice facility in Bria, mm -hmm. and he said that it's once or twice he's had to swerve because of a porsche driving down there and he didn't realize two and two together whose car it was until he saw it on the news now he knows next first off jory if you're listening next time a porsche almost hits you do not swerve <laughs> let it hit you get that money bitch get out and you hold your neck better than tua pretended not to do <laughs> on the game on sunday <laughs> Um, so, all right, we have the Falcons and the Browns. The Falcons are not a very good team, but they do have, I'm a little nervous. Cordero Patterson, their offense can score. Yeah. Their defense sucks. They have arguably the worst run defense in football. There's, I saw some people jokingly, half jokingly, I'll say said that Nick Chubb could realistically run for almost 200 yards this weekend. Their run defense is that bad. As pathetic as it sounds, this could be a shootout game, but I'm nervous because we have no one to stop Patterson. No. And that dude's just going to fucking run the ball. 
I am, I should have made this my bold prediction, but there's almost no way to like to, to pick it. Uh, my bold prediction for this week is going to be the Browns defense wakes up. Really? The Browns defense is going to play. We can, call like that, we can call like a headline headline game. Let me, let me reiterate. The Browns secondary is going to show up. They're going to make life a little bit difficult for Marcus Mariota. The run defense is still to be determined. I don't know how I feel about that yet. Cordero Patterson's going to get his. Marcus Mariota is going to get his. Through the air, though, let's shut that shit down again. Bold prediction. The secondary figures it out. Uh, I think the Browns win this one. I'm going to go give me Browns. I don't even know. Give me, uh, let me go Browns 30, Falcons 24. I'll Ooh, say it'll be close. I like that. So you guys, like, you got to kind of shoot I'll out mentality. It'll be a little bit of a shootout. It'll be close. Uh, again, I, we're going to struggle to shut down I, I, until I see our defense actually play well and shut a team down for, for the most part. I can't be too confident. I have to assume they're going to give up points because we gave up points to Mitch Trubisky and that shitty Steelers offense. Um, the Falcons offense is a, is a little more high power than that. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. They have Cordero Patterson. Marcus Mariota sucks, but he's figuring it out with this team. I'm worried about our defense, so I'm going to still say they give up 24 points. I agree on every aspect of what you said. I do think that Chubb's going to have a good game. Thank the Lord I have him in three of my leagues. Um, I think 150, good problem to have. 150, two touchdowns is a pretty good pick for Chubb. But yeah, I think it's going to be 35-28 Browns. All right. Kyle's going with Cleveland as well. And then that is, of course, we're so good with timing in this show. Uh, it's almost this, like we plan it out. This game really doesn't need a lot of a lot of preview to it. Again, you have a bad Falcons team and you have a makeshift Browns team who's using a bridge quarterback right now. That's, this is the Band-Aid game. They're, they're, they're playing well. Again, we've all said 31 to 17. I could absolutely see that. Uh, Give Hunt the damn ball. No. Because you probably have in your fantasy team, don't you? Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> nope. Only give it to Chubb. I heard Hunt's not playing. They're going to give it to Jerome Ford, so you might as well bench him, Chipper. Um, but we're, we said you got to. I, I wanted four and zero. Obviously, in a perfect world, you wanted to be four and zero after this week. But I'll take. I said three and one. You did say three and one. I said three and one with that loss potentially coming from the Steelers because I do think if the Steelers still had JJ Watt, that game last Thursday would have been a lot more difficult. I sure. think we can all agree to that. Um, but since he was out, we won. Fuck him and fuck the Steelers. Uh, Browns against the Falcons, though. They should win. Miles Garrett not being there is, could be disastrous. Uh, Jadivian Clowney not being there could be disastrous. I'm not sure about JOK. No more injuries, injuries, though. Hard it's to a- overcome. Hard to overcome. We need. I need good news tomorrow that Clowney returned to practice or that Miles is going to be okay or confirmation that JOK is going to be okay. I need confirmation on all these things, and I'll feel better, but I'm still going to pick the Browns. Uh, we have Denzel Ward healthy. We have Greg Newsom healthy. We have... John Everson's Johnson healthy. the third. Johnson's have, healthy. Yeah, John Johnson's healthy. We have all these healthy guys in the secondary. They need to fucking play. Earn your money. Some of you that have been paid already. The, Delpit, other, the other ones. Healthy. Yeah, Delpit's healthy. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, not. But hopefully he's back for this game. But the Browns should win pretty easily, I, I, I would think. We're the better team. I think we have the better coach. Uh, the Falcons have, they have a lot of heart. That's the number one thing, though, is they play with heart. Um, but so far, who hasn't played with heart against us? You had... The, the Panthers made a comeback, even though they suck. The Jets made a comeback, even though they suck. And the, the, the Steelers were kind of in it with us, even though their offense obviously sucks. Yeah, I mean, that, um, that score of the game wasn't, I mean, we scored in a, in a football game. Yeah, that late touchdown, the, yeah, so. literally, uh, when the clock was at zero. So the score is not an indicator. Fuck some people game. in Vegas, though. Yeah, but. it did. And fuck them. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens when you gamble. Um, but yeah, we are at the end of the show. We're going to do just the tip. I think the Browns win this one pretty easily. And then go... Browns. Keep an eye on Justin Herbert's health for the next week. We'll see what happens with that as we break it down. 
live from Lucy's next Wednesday night. Seven I can't to wait. Nine. It's gonna be so I'm very fun. excited. So much fun. It is. 2218 Broadview Road. Get there. Check us out. Lucy's Seafood Shenanigans Steakhouse. Lots of S's. Uh, I can't wait to do it. I'm excited. Tim will be there. Kyle will be there. We're going to have, again, we're going to make it like an event. If you can show up, get there early. We're going to hang out with everybody for a while. After the show, we'll probably mingle even more if you guys want to hang out. Um, so show up with an appetite. Be ready to drink. Come hang out with us. But without further ado, it's time for Just the Tip. Tim, give them your tip. Just just the tip, though. Just the tip. That's all I got to give them. Um, I don't have a mild Garrett's dick, though. <laughs> you don't drive your car with your dick? I don't think anybody does, dude. That thing's probably fucking gigantic. <laughs> so I kind of have a, a, a double tip, even though y'all said just wow. a tip. Thanks, but it's Steve. really it's really just one, and I'm just going to promote another show while I'm doing it. Um, so uh, August, I'm sorry, not August, October 23rd, I am doing a, a show at Sam Silk's um, hosted by Rich Green. And the guest of tomorrow's show, which is actually the tip uh, for the Lex Vegas show, uh, I am Chad, who is going to be headlining at this show that I'm talking about here. But tomorrow on the Lex Vegas show, he will be the guest. Um, and I think it's going to be a funny show. Uh, I am Chad is pretty funny, pretty funny guy. Um, uh, he's always a uh, pretty good energy. Um, and I think it's going to be really good. Uh, I mean, Lex Vegas doesn't doesn't really disappoint. Um, I'll say that, you know, over the weekend, I showed you all last week, you know, the tip was the two comedy shows, and one of them was the Lex Vegas uh, comedy show, Unapologetically Funny, and it was it was, it was was amazing. Um, so I know him putting I Am Chad on here is going to have it, and, you know, another amazing show. Um, this show here, October 23rd, which will be another tip, don't worry, uh, it <laughs> will have uh, I Am Chad, as like I said, as the headliner, Nancy Abraham, Ulysse Dickerson, uh, Sid Reed, uh, Actually, it's just Sid, Sid V216, uh, Milton Wiley, and myself, hosted by Rich Green. So if you guys uh, aren't doing anything on October 23rd, I got tickets. Um, actually, you are doing something. You come to this goddamn show. <laughs> your plans have been made. <laughs> I have made your plans. And yes, you will be coming to see me live. Um, and from what people say, they, they really think I'm amazing, man, on stage. And all these people on this on this card is pretty amazing as well. Absolutely. That That's should awesome. be a good one. That's great. Check that out. Support Tim. Go check him out. Um, I'll definitely be watching Lex Vegas tomorrow. I see I am Chad, uh, his name all the time. I follow a lot of like local Cleveland things on Facebook and all that. His, his name's always on there. So I'll definitely check that out. Man, I'm sniffing awesome. so much now. Either I did a lot of coke before the show or I'm just getting a cold. Not enough. Too. Jesus. All right, so speaking of doing drugs and doing weird shit with your life, uh, this uh, this show that I've been like fucking just putting it mildly, dude. I mean, I'm I'm I think I'm through seven episodes now. We um, finished it. No, we haven't we haven't finished yet. I mean, obviously, it's one of those spoilers. It's like watching Titanic, you know how it ends. But I mean, the the show is just a. Go ahead. My bad. I wasn't trying to interrupt. Oh my no, it's cool. Um, the uh, the Dahmer the Dahmer special that's on Netflix right now. I don't say special, but the story. There's been so many shows done about Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, everyone knows the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. Obviously, we know what he, what happened, what he did, and and the trial, how he got killed in prison and shit like that. But uh, Evan Peters, man, he, this this guy, he's been in a lot of movies. I mean, I he's done a lot of stuff, but he really fucking does justice to the role of Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, you you get the heebie-jeebies while watching the show. I don't know about you, Justin, when you what you and Tara think, but I mean. 
it's fucking creepy. I mean, you just like just they don't they don't roman romanticize hit this character. They don't make it seem like whatever, but they they make you feel like how weird and creepy this dude is. And if you go back and watch some of the actual live interviews that he gave, he 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 does the voice of Jot Dahmer perfectly. He the, the mannerisms that Jot Dahmer have, he does he doesn't in the show. It's crazy. Um, but we're through seven episodes right now. We watch it before, before we go to bed every night. Um, it's just it's a good show, and it's just it's weird as shit. So if I may riff on on Dahmer for a minute here, sure, while, uh, by all means. So I, I watched all of it. I'm very familiar with Jeffrey Dahmer and serial killers and stuff like that. Um, I think I, I'm I'm worried now that I've I've kind of numbed myself to things. Yeah. To where I'm not gonna lie, I found this series boring at times where like an episode would feel like I've been watching it for two hours and I'm like, okay, let's go. Really? Like for me, it's like I've watched and I'm not trying to brag here, but it's gonna sound that way. I've watched like French extremity horror movies with like watch a Serbian film. If you want to see a movie that's gonna stick with you, everybody, it's not my recommendation this week, but watch a Serbian film. If you can find a copy of it, a good quality copy, it might be the most fucked up movie you'll ever watch. And it's gonna have some things in it that you will not forget that you saw in that movie. Um, so watching Dahmer, the other thing I couldn't get past is if you have HBO max, I highly recommend checking it out. It might, might not be for you. It's a very acquired taste. And I understand that. Um, there's a show called Joe para talks to you, J O E P E R R a Joe para. And it's like talks with you or whatever. It's not a, it's not a scary thing or anything like that. It's a guy who's playing like a character from like the Midwest. His voice is identical to how Evan Peters portrays Jeffrey Dahmer. Really? So when I'm watching Dahmer, all I can think of is that Joe Perra show that I've watched. And I'm just like, it's hard for me to like find this guy scary and intimidating and things like that because I, I, I'm just so used to him sounding like that on a show where he's playing like a fucking nerd. He's like a school teacher. He's a nice guy, Joe Perra. And uh, so check that out if you want to see it. But with Dahmer, Evan Peters did a really good job of the acting and all that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think, 10 episodes is a little much you'll see as you go further along that uh they they focus on side characters in a couple episodes heavy like the whole episode's focused around side characters where for me i didn't really need that if i'm being honest um i think the thing that i think what i mean obviously you're mentioning like movies that are creepy and shit and like i get that i think what what sticks with me at least and maybe me and jess too is the fact that this shit happened. Like this is something this, this dude literally would just bring you back to his house, yeah. drug you, kill you, strangle you, you know, you know, cuddle, whatever, eat your heart, whatever, sleep next to you, kiss a dead body, put a human head in a box and stuff. And this was normal to him and he didn't break nothing. It was, this was just normal life to him. I, I what I want to do is maybe read a little more or like get it, find a book on Dom or yeah. anything like that. I want to learn what was accurate um, in terms of how loose he was with, sure. And not like this episode is just full of black and white racist stuff. Um, but the the whole show, obviously the tone and everything is to show you how the systemic racism is what prevented Jeffrey Dahmer's capture. Right. Because he moved into a poor black neighborhood. He was bringing home black kids to his apartment, uh, murdering them yeah. in basically a Section 8 apartment complex. And the cops wouldn't show up. Right. The woman, his neighbor, according to the show, his neighbor was very involved uh, with calling the police because of weird sounds, and weird they never smells, et cetera, yeah. they would never show up. She would say, there's a kid literally screaming, he's being murdered, and the cops would be like, okay, we'll be right there. And then she's like, you didn't even ask for the address. Like, how do you, what do you mean you'd be right there? Like, all right. this shit happens. Um, but it really does make me wonder what's accurate and what's just being used by Netflix right now to to make it a woke show, if you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's 2022. Every show in existence needs to have like some sort of like uh, like multiracial 
aspect to it, whether it's black, Asian, whatever, they have to like focus on that. And there's a lot of gay stuff nowadays with like shows almost have to have gay characters and like uh, some sort of formatting. I know Dahmer did all that stuff, so that's not like them adding it, but I just feel like that's something I don't, I want to know how accurate all that was. Right. How in depth was, was Dahmer really at gay bars almost every night? Like, right. I'm sure he was a lot, but I'd like to read more about it. And I'd like to read more about if the neighbors were really, if he was really, if he really should have been caught that many times, right? As the show kind of how, how close he came to being caught a couple times. Yeah, it's just it's just weird to know that we live in the society where these pe- where these people exist. You know that you brush shoulders with potential, or even you brush shoulders with serial killers all the time. You know, it's yeah, just I mean, weird it's, to think about. Like you, you don't think about it because you're it's not it's, you're, you're not you don't see it. It's not in your face. Right. But then you get reminded that these people existed, and I love. I love the 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 history of crime and criminals and, and serial killers and stuff and these people exist and you know the Mind Hunter show I'm sure you watched that right oh yeah that was that, that was a great show you know but then you stop and think like fuck these people really exist you know and it's this crazy thing but just watching this episode after episode and kind of just looking at the details of just how mentally unstable he was and how this was just his life like this was normal to him. He wanted That's to cut thing things too, is up, like, you know, Evan Peters is obviously acting, but from what I've heard is he did a perfect portrayal of how, excuse me, how Dahmer acted. So it's like, how act or like, how did nobody suspect anything for right. that long? Like, obviously he's fucking weird. The show shows that his dad's kind of like, I don't believe you. Like he's up to something like there's people that have their questions, but it's like, how did you just let him live like that? He's right. so fucking weird. And the grandmother just like, Oh, you just brought yeah. another guy home. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You had a mannequin in your bed. Like, yeah. Oh, it's fine. Nothing whatever. Wrong with that. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. You have this kid that's passed out. Like, eh, whatever. You're my, you're my grandson. It's all right. good. We threw him on a bus. Um, but it's, it's a show worth watching, especially if you, if, if you want to watch some it. weird shit, but yeah, and definitely watch it. If you, if you get a chance to, I wanted to finish it before tonight just to use it as my tip possibly, yeah. but, I didn't. I wasn't blown away by it. It was good, but it wasn't for me. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll use something else." So, yeah. with that being said, my tip for this week is another article. Um, for those of you that are interested in any of it, Tara and I were interviewed by CNN. They came to our house. They interviewed us. Uh, there's video. There's a, a print version on, online you can read. Um, they came to us. We're actually we've decided we're going to be done doing interviews. We have a Columbus news station coming to our house tomorrow, and then Monday. Or I'm sorry, not Monday, on the 22nd, I think, of October, a, a, a news station from the Netherlands. They're flying to America to like do coverage for the uh, election, shit like that. So they're flying to Detroit to meet with other people, and they're going to meet with us on the 22nd of October, and we've decided that's going to be our last interview. We've been approached by uh, Japanese uh, news stations. We've been approached by British news stations. Um, lovely people. They're all really nice. We appreciate them asking us. Uh, companies from France uh we're just we're burned out if i'm are being you just honest getting, are you just getting random phone calls now they're they're facebook messages so they'll just be like hey i'm so and so with this company we have this many million viewers we're featured in this country this country like they give us I'll, I'll give them credit they give you a full spiel so you can look them up and like verify that they're real people yeah um we're just burned out honestly it's just it's a lot it to keep telling the story like i won't lie the the cnn story came on last week right before we went on air pretty much it aired at like 5 30 or 5 50 or something like that um, last Wednesday before we went on and I did the interview. I lived all of this, but still seeing it like gets me emotional. It makes me sad. So like watching that, then I'm like, all right, now I got to go do a show and I, like doing all these interviews. It, it takes a toll on you. So, um, you have to relive the entire thing. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. It's, it, it's good that we, we understand we're getting our story out, but at the same time, it just sucks to have to keep like bringing it up. Um, 
So we have decided we're going to stop doing interviews. So if you guys are interested, the CNN one does a little more in-depth stuff with it. It's not all the same from the Time Magazine. It's a little bit more detailed. Um, but check that out if you're interested. It's just cool that you know we made it on CNN, hopefully to make a, a change. That's our obvious objective is to make a difference because what happened to us was horrible. There's no going back. There's nothing that can change. So our only hope from all this is that something good can happen for somebody else. So if you're interested, check it out. Give it a share on your Facebook, social media shit, whatever. Uh, or just watch it, read it, you know, more power to you. I appreciate anybody that checked it out. appreciate I, everybody. With I thought it was words. a great story. I mean, I, I mean, this yeah, CNN, and, CNN did a really good job. This time, and, time also. Yeah. Yeah. Both the time and CNN did great, great stories on you guys. They did really in-depth like interviews and stuff during that, you know, whoever interviewed you, she sat down with the doctor. She talked to whatever. I mean, she did a really good job. Like, a yeah, that was thing. Uh, Elizabeth Cohen. If anybody's familiar with CNN reporters, Elizabeth, she Cohen talked to a woman. senator from Ohio too, I believe. Mm -hmm. talked she about was all whole, over. Yeah. yeah she's, so, she does. Yeah. She's like a huge correspondent on CNN. So she did that. And yeah, our doctor actually, or Tara's doctor, I should say, came to our house. She yeah. was there right before I came home from work. I guess she left like two minutes before I got home. That's, um, but that's she came awesome. to our house to do the interview. She's so on our side. She's a great woman, uh, Dr. May, May Winchester. Uh, it's all in the article, though. Check it out if you guys want good stuff. Um, with that being said, check us out next Wednesday at Lucy's. The whole crew will be there. We cannot wait to see you guys all in the flesh. We want you guys all there. Uh, we might not have a soundboard. So if we don't, I need you guys in the audience to do some cheering, some laughing, some booing, whatever you want to do. Uh, we look forward to it. But that's it. Keep the fucking conversations to a dull roar, if at all. If you have a need to talk to anybody, <laughs> go outside. Keep your fucking mouth shut. It's not an interactive show. When we're talking, it may sound like we're talking to you, but we're talking amongst ourselves. Yes. So shut the fuck up in the audience. I don't want to hear... <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody talking back after I say a sentence of like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I'm not talking to you. Shut up. Okay. You guys understand that? Bitch. Yeah, bitch. I'll explain all this in person next week. Because if you think I'm only doing this on air as like a persona, I'm going to fucking tell everybody before Here's we go Here's another character you have not met yet. This is real life, Justin. So. Yeah, real life. I'm pretty much the same guy you've seen on this show. <laughs> I come with this much sass. I'm a bit of a dick. I am. It is what it is. It's just who I am. Um, but with that being said, on behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. See ya. Great fucking.